They got to be doing some type of uh, PEDs or some shit like that. I think that's what they call it. That's the rap. Sorry. The... No, no, go ahead. Let that shit rap. That's a 2023 yeah. track. That was for Eminem. That's him dissing Eminem. It's a minute and 15 seconds. Yeah. You can play that shit in the elevator. And in his head, yo, he destroyed Eminem. First and foremost, that beat needs to go, man. He just counted up. Dude, this is bad. It ain't over. There you go. The rah. That's the shit. Rah. That's crazy. And so he came out with this, and he's uh, just killing it, huh? He's not killing it at all. I mean, there's a lot of people killing him. <laughs> he's getting destroyed. People are <laughs> talking jazz. <laughs> there's a whole bunch of like people who made like uh, uh, reviews. Yeah, no, I see all of them. But Holy what, shit! But what's funny is that. So Melly Mel, the whole beef started because Melly Mel said that the only reason why Eminem became big was because he's white. He's like, mm-hmm. yo, if he was black, he would have never gotten big. And people are like telling him, like, nah, dude, but he's an actual lyricist. Like he, like he has destroyed other rappers, you know. And then he goes and and writes this, and people were like, you see, you were wrong. It's because he has skill. You are not white, and you fucking made the wackest fucking track. Like, you just gave Eminem all this ammunition. Like, you just proved that you were wrong. You like, proved it. Like, you helped prove your own <laughs> equation. Uh, yeah, I see all the things. It's, what in the senior citizen is going on here? <laughs> <laughs> what in the senior I think, citizen I think is it going says Eminem might have like responded, but I doubt it was actual response. I think he probably verbally was like, fuck this guy. If I was Eminem, I wouldn't respond because... You all you're doing to. is elevating him, right? Nah. I mean, he's already elevated. Like, you know, he, was, he was big in the 80s, and... I mean, people... People, like... He, at the time, like our rappers, or like our favorite rappers would rap about him kind of shit, you know? Like he was big, like, oh, he, he's the reason why, you know, I got into hip hop. But after doing that shit, it's a sad, sad day, man. It's a sad world we're living in. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that, that, that's one of those things, like, um, you never want, like. Josh, can you hit the shutter again? You never want, like, our. Uh, you never want your your idols. As soon as they have their time in the in the spotlight, you never want them to go go back to it because you already know that it's gonna be that it ain't gonna be as good as it was. So please don't. I don't know though. I think sometimes uh, certain stars, I guess they could they could, they do have like a second wind. I mean Prince. Prince had a second wind. I don't think he ever. Uh, Dave Chappelle de winded though. Dave Chappelle. Even when he wasn't like. Like Prince may have not have been. No, when big. he had to change his name, that was a that was no, a second he was one. Still, he, like, he didn't relevant. change it because he was he was still he relevant. Yeah, he changed, he changed it because he wanted to because he could. He changed because he's trying to get out of a, a fucking deal with uh, 
the album, the the record label. But he was still like he was still making music. People were still like on him, kind of shit. But you never want like your art, like your your your. Uh, and then I'm also comparing Prince, who's like this phenomenal character. Yeah, to that was a big. That was average. a big wonder. Okay, bro. all right. I'm talking about right. like I'm trying to think of an artist who like who who had their time and then they wanted they had a, a hiatus and then they wanted to come back. After years of doing that shit, um, well, I mean, Ludacris did that. He did that recently when the Fast and the Furious, the the latest one, came out. He had an album come out. Not a, not an album, maybe like a song or two, and it seemed like he missed the step a little bit. But He's it was testing the waters, probably. Yeah, it wasn't as it wasn't as Luda as it was before. Because before, man, I mean, this guy was it's outrageous as yeah, fuck. Yo. Outrageous, man. Yeah. <laughs> You know what? I'm about to take it back because it, uh, Missy Elliott did that, and she came back and nah, she's not. She's still cooked. She's still cooked, but it's like it's not as it's not the same heat that it was in the past. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's just the environment that changed. I think you just have a certain amount of um, that connection to the the flow state. Yeah, and then it just doesn't. Wait, touch are you anymore. talking about someone that disappeared and they came back yeah. and even better than ever? Like they're better, they're, oh, they're just as good. They're just as good as they were. Because I'm over here. Strong man. Who's that? that? The. <laughs> <laughs> Lord, dun, 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 dun. Yeah, Yo, he came back and he is, he's selling out tours. Really? Yeah, dude. He's doing the same music or he's doing yeah, some bro. stuff? No, he did new music, but like. People people just remembered him for that one song, and he kind of reminded everyone. Like years later, he came back. Oh yeah! And now he's selling albums. Like he's doing full albums, and everybody wants to collaborate with him. I know he had that that uh. Old he, he did the Papa tiny song. desk. He did yeah. He did the tiny desk concert, and yo, it got billions of views. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe I gotta take that shit back, cause Jay Z, he came back, and he's. Just he didn't really he ever leave though. He still had an imprint on the industry, yeah, even and he was taking there. a break. Like you know, if it wasn't him on, directly on a track, it was Lil somebody Wayne, that was repping his. Like you know, his... Lil Wayne left, came back. Even though he doesn't even remember his lyrics that he that he uh, he did in the early two thousands and shit like that, he has to Google his own lyrics just so he know what he said and shit like that. But it's crazy. that could just be the lean that he was drinking and stuff like that. So. I don't know. <laughs> they all have their ways of connecting. But right? I think a lot of artists have to do that. Like, man, you say so much stuff. How are you going to remember it? You know what I'm saying? No, but there, but with Eminem, Eminem was falling off. Um, after he did the Eminem show, he released one or two albums that were horrendous. Like, uh, went into rehab, disappeared off of the face of the earth for a little bit, and then he came out with... Um, it's not Marshall Mathers. Are you talking about LP? No, after this was after all of that, um, but it was his best-selling album, and he he came out. He he did the album clean. He was off drugs, and like yo, he brought the flow back. It was like yes, this is the Eminem that we loved. Mm. Like he came back aggressive. No um, drugs, huh? He did that album. No drugs. Yeah, that's hard for some of them to do. But like he he sounded focused. Like oh. when you heard him rap, it was like. Like yeah, this this is this is the the battle Eminem that we love. Uh, you know, uh, was it his response to um, Machine Gun Kelly? Oh, this was before that. Before that. Before that. Hmm. That made Machine Gun Kelly 
Eminem made that. Dude I heard um, in like two Molly, not Molly Crew. Is it uh, Guns N' Roses are having a, a second, uh, second win comeback? Yeah, they're gonna be touring. Are, are all of them still alive? Uh, yep. And I heard that Slash is gonna be part of the band. Every time I see that dude, Slash, that's a, that's a guitarist, right? He's always like uh, on somebody else's shit, and he overstays his welcome. You know what I mean? Like he's doing a solo. And then they have to tell him, like, hey, man, get off the stage. You're done. He's still he's still doing his shit, man. So it always makes me wonder, like, why hire him? Just cut that dude's mic. Just cut his his fucking uh, amp. Just pop. Let him just stay there and just say, as I was saying, no, don't trust these. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking Slash, man. Oh, that's why. Let him shred, dude. I feel like the guy hasn't changed, which is weird. It's kind of weird. No, I, I'm, I'm happy. He's this is uh, a, the lead singer needs to go back to the old ways. <laughs> you you haven't seen those videos of them performing live recently, <laughs> dude? He lost his voice, man. It's bad. It's really fucking. It's bad, bad dude. Yeah. I was just here saying that I thought it was gonna be good. You think, no, you think it's, uh, it's for it's real? Like, um, it's a, oh shit! He can't, he can't scream. You think they're gonna have to do like a journey kind of thing? Get a guy from the Philippines to. Uh, cover Guns N' Guns Roses? I don't know, but if they are making a new album, it's not going to be good. Oof. <laughs> it's not going to be good. Hold up. All right, let me see if I'm... That's crazy. Let me see if this song is good. Yeah, people were posting clips on TikTok. It was... They said that dude... Like, he would get winded. He yeah. couldn't hit the... He couldn't stick to the notes because he would get windy. He would... Ah! <sighs> <laughs> like he would get out of breath oh, and shit. Probably, uh, I feel. But like though. he can't hit those high notes like he did in the nineties. I feel him. I feel him. You know when a big pun was on stage and he got winded and he had a fucking uh, and a breather like one of those. Like a, a container shit. An inhaler? Yeah. No, no. The one, not an inhaler. The tank. The tank. Like an O2 tank? Yeah, man. That shit was... That's that shit fun. is crazy, dude. It's big he, fun, man. He hit that shit, and then he did that little... little, 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 little that whole shit, bro. It's fucking... <laughs> bro. <laughs> Oh my god. Big Pun was big, dog. His heart must have been like, what the fuck are you doing to me, bro? What did I do to you? No more bear claws. Dude, when I was a little kid, I thought (laughs) when people hit that shit, it's like it gives you like a burst of energy. Like it had. No, it's just bringing them up to normal. It's just (laughs) bringing you up to normal. That's all it is. I remember one of his music videos. He's, and I think the director did this on purpose. He Mm. had him sit on a scooter. He's sitting on a on a scooter in the video. And I remember (laughs) watching that at home and going, like, why'd they do that? Why a scooter? Bro, that scooter is is hanging for its dear life trying to stay <laughs> together. <laughs> oh it's my buckling. God. It's just buckling. Just you buzzing. just hear the tires. He's just chilling. <laughs> <laughs> Every time it was... <laughs> oh, shout out to Big Pun, though, man. Yeah, R.I.P. He gave then, us a lot of good fucking... I remember uh, MTV Spring Break. It was the year mm-hmm. that they came down to South Beach, and then mm-hmm. Fat Joe came out and performed... He had his shirt off, and he turns around, and his shorts were falling, and yo, you saw this much of his ass. Bro, crack. that's where he got the name. And and that's where he got the name. I remember Joey crack. everybody 
in school was like, yo, did you watch MTV Scooter Break? Did you see that shit? Like, that was the talk. Like, Bro, yo, you saw his ass crack? That was I remember bad. that shit, dog. It was I remember bad. that, man. It was a tough time to be I fat, I miss those bro. days, man. It was a uh, tough time to be fat, man. You know what I thought was funny uh, also about that whole era is that all these people are coming from the north. Mm-hmm. They're coming to Florida, and they're dressing like they're still in the north. It's like, you know, when you come down here, all that jean shit, all that heavy leather stuff, all that. They were wearing jean all that shorts. You're, you're asking for, like, a fucking meltdown yeah. in, your, in your fucking pants. So, like, not only was, did those things come down quickly. But it was all soaking wet of sweat. Do you know what I'm saying? Because not only you're performing in front of people, you're on top, you're sweating. Dude, all that, I guarantee you, it must have been fucking havoc as smells in yeah. the back. And okay? they had uh, MTV had a VJ who had no filter. I, I used to love this guy. It was like a, it, was, it was a skinny guy. <laughs> I know you're talking they, about, man. He had like a little fro, but uh, they were doing like a game show, and he was picking people from the audience right there in South Beach. And he had this one guy come up, and the guy was like, yeah. <laughs> and you could see the guy's, like, deodorant, like, dried up in his armpits. And, yo, he bla- he put him on blast. He goes, man, what are you doing, bro? What's up with all that dried up deodorant? And he goes, bro, you got to use the spray, man. You got to use the spray. Make it invisible. And that guy got so embarrassed. And I remember, I don't know why I remember that so vividly, because I was like, damn, dude. That guy got <laughs> blasted all over television. He probably got so excited, like, yo, I'm going to be on MTV Live. And instead, it was for, like, the worst reason. Bro, because I know he must have got it. The, the next day? <laughs> he must have, yeah. People must have been leaving, Till like, this spray day, deodorant. Till this day, he still wears his spray deodorant. Not for you guys. crazy, <laughs> bro. <laughs> oh, my God, To man. have no filter and just call out somebody <laughs> after you called them up. The whole reason why you're calling them up is to call them out. Yeah. I need you to come up here. That's why, man, like... Yeah, put your hands up. All right. Look at this fucking dreads of uh, <laughs> armpit hair coming out of this guy, man. That's why it's like, it's... I think you should... That's be, horrible. That's why I think if you go to a comedy club, you should have to pay less if you're going to sit in the front row. I agree. Because I agree. if you get called out... There was one time that I went to a it's comedy no, show. It's no fucking rules. If yeah. you're in the front... I think the first, like the first three rows, really, right? Yeah. You yeah. are open, fucking. You, you, you are you're there. Accepting all terms and conditions. You're going to be part of the show, maybe at some point, possibly. I went to a comedy show. One like it was. Uh, damn, what's that? Mike Epps, right? And this dude was ragging on this couple for it seemed like thirty minutes. Man, he had everybody in the crowd cracking up, bro. And the last joke was they they were leaving. And he told the girl, he, like, she walked out. He said, excuse me, miss, you left something. You left your ass in the chair. And everybody just started laughing. He said, no, 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 I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. He said, hey, just give them whatever they want to drink. Hey, that shit is on me. And I was like, oh, my God, bro. If we were sitting there, man, it would have been it. <laughs> I said, I'm going to have to fight somebody, dog. I'm going to have to fight somebody because I couldn't take that shit. And it should be cheaper because... Nowadays, it seemed like everybody is doing fucking crowd work, and you're gonna get roasted. If you, if, but back in the day, it was like, oh, you had to be wearing some outlandish clothes. You got to be wearing right. some crazy ass color. Now you could just be a regular person off the street. I'm regular. Hey, I got a regular. I pay my, I pay my taxes. I do all that, and that's where the funny is. That's where people are fucking mm-hmm. finding the funny, and you're just gonna get it. And you're like, please, please no, please no. Oh yeah, I'm coming for you. I'm coming for you. I'm going to sit right here and just... Oh, my God. Fuck all that, man. I'm not with that at all. I don't like being part of the show. Unless I'm part of the show. 
<laughs> if I'm going to watch something, I don't want to be part of the merriment. You know what I mean? Like some already, hey, this is what's going to happen. There's You're going to come in. You're to combat be, that, though. There has to be a way to It's heckle it. back, man. Let's talk shit back. I think you have to be as... To combat that? No, you just sit in the back. <laughs> you get the, the, get the, the worst fucking view. Yeah. Nah, just man. The There's got to be a way of just being like, yes, that's my name. Yeah, I work here. Nah, dude. Uh, when there. you guys go He's to... He's going to make fun of you even more, bro. <laughs> what What would you prefer, prefer when go to a comedy show? I know that we're getting to our stuff, but like, yeah. would you rather um, something that you've heard already from like previous... Like, oh, of their new. stand, new shit, right? New shit. new shit, whether it goes good or it doesn't or yeah. it flops. I want to hear new stuff. I don't yeah. want to hear the things I already heard on all of your specials, on all of the tapes, yeah. on the, the CDs and the clips. Yeah. I want to hear brand new shit. Yeah. So it's like, and if it ain't funny, that's fine. You're working shit out. Yeah. I just want to hear funnier because oftentimes stuff. shit's good, man. I don't, like, I don't, I don't, I don't need I don't much. Expect it. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. I don't. I don't want to hear the machine. Right, Bert Kreischer. That's all. That's yeah. it. That's and that's fine. Oh, that's fine. That's his thing. Of, uh, no, dude. I'm okay. cool with all of that, you know, man. I, like, I don't uh, think I've ever asked you guys that question before no. because there's there's a there's a camp of either people who are a fan of Bert Crusher and the way that he always delivers that machine story, and then there's other people who are like, Nah, dude, I, I can't stand him. I'm in that camp of like, I can't stand him, and I um. Whatever you guys are saying right now, I am on board with that shit because yeah, I am. <laughs> I'm tired of that story. I think he's a uh, a funny uh, dude. Yeah, I think that's it. I think. I mean, that was that, that was his witchcraft, done. dude. Like, think about it. Okay, that's witchcraft. He got a bunch of people to hear about what he was talking about. Mm-hmm. He created imaginary steam of this boring ass story. Really, uh, that is all true. Apparently, he was the real. Uh, version of um, the character that was in a movie, Van yeah, Wilder. Uh, Van Wilder, yeah, right? Yeah. That was him. Um, and then he has this other outlandish movie that comes out, and it's about uh, his story of the machine. Hilarious! It's fucking funny. It's a continuation. But I don't want to keep on hearing that fucking joke at every stand-up if I ever see him. Do you know what I'm saying? Of course. I don't want to hear that shit, dude. Just he like, first told that story years ago, and people are still talking about it. No, man, it needs to stop. Like. Yeah, it's just I, if I'm paying to see something, but, I don't but, want to see something but it I could have seen on YouTube. That you are a limited comedian, dude. Every time Dave Chappelle uh, comes out, Dave Chappelle has brand new, dude, brand new shit. jokes, brand raw new shit. stories, brand new jokes, and it works every time. And then there's another dude, um, Gillis, something Gillis, Shane Gillis, He's funny as fuck. Yeah. This guy, he was supposed to be naturally SNL funny, and then he got a he got canceled for it. Yeah, I get it, I get it. He's too fucking funny. Nah, he was uh, he was being racist. But I get it. He's too fucking funny. <laughs> He'll be racist, but I, I, he's he's bounced back from that whole thing because of course I didn't, I didn't find out about the uh, the cancellation until like I started seeing his uh, his comedy pop up on my feed, and I was like, oh man, this guy is funny. He has his own podcast. You know, you know, all those comedians have their own podcast, so they have. Like, I think that's the only own. way they can really uh, kind of stay sane. Oh, dude, um, you know, the I think the the they they pretty much just do like. Their podcast, they have other comedians on, and then they just do stand-up. And it's great now. I think it's a great time to just go to comedy clubs now because, man, it's like, I don't know. I think they're more funnier now, man. Everybody's everybody's fucking funny now, bro. Well, you know, they had the, there was the pendulum. You know, it was the whole thing about you can't be funny or say insulting things mm-hmm. or offensive things. 
And now I think the pendulum swinging the other way where it's like, no, everybody wants to hear that. Nobody wants to be treated like who, they're a fucking elementary school. Who you, who, who you brought to my attention, the guy who just like, he deadpan, but he always say like crude fucking joke. He has a, he has like a Galifianakis kind of last name kind of thing. Like uh, he has a long ass name. He's a tall dude. I'm not doing, I'm not helping at all. <laughs> this is a lot of fucking. Bill t- Burr? No, 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 no. Bill Burr is not that tall. <laughs> It's not like, a long last name either. <laughs> uh, um, he has a he has a podcast too, but his his jokes are always like grim. Oh, um, <laughs> Anthony Jesselneck. Jesselneck. He yes. does the dead baby jokes yeah, and stuff. He has those kind of jokes. That guy, he's fucking funny. And I know he's, that, a, he's supposed to be performing at the Hard Rock soon. Really? Yeah. Oh, at the Hard Rock. Holy shit! Yeah. Damn, nobody's gonna be performing at the Improv anymore. People got big money now, man. Fuck. How much is his ticket? It's got to be like for the fucking hard rock, man. We went. We went to go, <laughs> we see, went Bill to go Burr. see Bill Burr at the hard rock, dude. How was it? Well, it was great. It's it it fucking Bill Burr. Yeah. That's why. Crowd work, everything yeah. was Theo fantastic. Vaughn was at the hard rock like uh, earlier this year. Soul fucking out. Everybody. Of course. Yeah. He's yeah. very, he's on fire now. Uh, how, how long you want to go for until he uh, does something horrible? Nah, he has been doing stuff horrible this yeah. whole fucking time. <laughs> He's bulletproof, but because he's he sticks to his character, yeah. no one gets mad. He's bro, you don't hear the way that he talks about like oh, I hear him. dude. There was there was this uh this clip that I saw of him when he was saying like uh some some person called the show and said that how am how can I uh talk to my family about um uh, my Filipino boyfriend? She's you know, she would call she said, How can I talk to my family about my Filipino boyfriend? Uh, because, you know, it's interracial and stuff like that. And my family, they, they haven't shown racism, but I don't know if they're racist. And he said, yeah, um, he said, you know, you guys, uh, he said, yeah, I get that, I get that. Uh, your family is like, um, they're like daytime racism, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, you know, you got it in your teeth. You know, he's like, oh, what is that, some type of meat or something? I don't know. He said, you haven't been eating meat, but, you know, in the past— you know, your, your people have been eating meat, and, you know, now you got it in your teeth a little bit. So, you know, some it's like daytime racism, not like the nighttime stuff. So you don't know how to read. You don't know how to get. But he never explained how to, like, he never told her how to, like. <laughs> he, he veers off. Yeah. He veers off. It was his whole thing was just He doesn't like, actually acknowledge a solution. But, but it was he so just funny. helps with the yeah. anxiety. That's hilarious. But it was so funny because I'm like, I'm understanding what he was saying. Like, I'm like, yeah, oh. They're not racist, but, you know, your lineage has some racism in it. So there's going to be some shit that kind of lingers. Yeah. And he doesn't know if they're <laughs> going to, like, if they're going to be able to mingle. But I think he, what he said was, like, maybe you, maybe you should do, like, some type of, like, uh, like he, he said something like a quinceanera. Like, you know, like you do, like, a surprise or something. Like, you put them in a box, and then you just have, like, little prizes around the house or something. <laughs> and I was just like, dang, he said, yeah, but, you know, I don't know, give it a shot. <laughs> And I was like, I would like to see if she does that shit. But it was so fucking funny. But that's the way he talks about everything, man. That that dude is he is he is literally bulletproof. Bulletproof. Yeah, him, uh, Andrew Schultz, he's fucking bulletproof. And I think the reason why Andrew Schultz is bulletproof is because he came up through like the the what you call it the like the black community. He came up through us, mm. like. We know him through uh, what you call. We know him through uh, Charlemagne the God, and they had a podcast together from. Uh, uh, oh my God, what's the name of that shit? Uh, something idiots. The big idiots. 
I think that's the name of the podcast. They had that thing, and I used to listen to that shit every time when I used to be working at Diesel and shit. I mm. used to listen to that podcast, and then now it's like all these everybody else knows about him like white america knows about him and they're like oh shit this dude is so like he's so racy and stuff like that and but it's been earned but it's been earned and it's they're like uh no but he's been like that ever since like jump and you know white people are like oh he's so racy but it's you know people are like yeah no that's how it's okay he's always been like this it's a pass this is this is him Everybody loves Andrew Schultz because yeah, this is this is him and uh, he's been that kind of person. Interesting. So yeah. I just unpol- unapologetically himself. Yeah, it's 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 a uh, it's a different way of like trying to find a community. There's people who like, all right, I'm gonna make I'm gonna make myself famous by just going to the find a white community and then I'm just gonna branch out into like other other races. I'm gonna do that. Mm. And then there's people who are like, all right, I'm just going to. Find people who like me, and then I'm just going to spread out, like, organically. Just going to find that. And usually people who do that way, they're, they're found through, like, uh, the black community. Jim Carrey. He was found through the black community. Mm. And then when he started to branch out, we already knew about him. We knew about him since fucking In Living Color. Right. Everybody else just found out about him, like, like later on when he started doing, like, uh, Ace Ventura. We already knew about him because it's like, yo, no, this motherfucker is funny. Dude, it's funny. Right? So you think he's funny in Ace Ventura? You got to watch some in Living Color, bro. <laughs> people, had, people didn't know. People didn't know how funny this white dude was. Nah, people knew. Everybody watched in Living Color, man. I don't know. A lot more people were watching. Not uh, everybody. Not everybody. No, that's why it got canceled. Damn, dude. Yeah. A that's lot more crazy. people were watching like uh, Saturday, Night Live. Saturday Night Live than they were watching uh, in Living Color. The yeah. Vice did a. Uh, uh, what you call it? Um, they have a a series that's called The Dark Side of the '90s t- TV, and they were saying that Eleven Colors the reason why the Super Bowl they get they bring in these celebrities because there was one year in t- in 1992, um, the Super Bowl they did like oh it's the Super Bowl Mickey Mouse halftime show, so they got all these kids on a halftime show, but at the same time. And Living Color did their whole like halftime show too, and their whole thing was like, "Don't worry, you get to watch the you get to watch us for thirty minutes. We have a timer right at the bottom, so you can watch In Living Color live. And as soon as it ends, you can get back to the game that's on NBC. So that's what they did. They did the whole live show of In Living Color, the whole halftime show. They fucking killed, bro. They killed so much. Some people weren't even going back to watch the third half Holy of the shit. Super Bowl. The next year, what happened? Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson's at the Super Bowl halftime show. You know, that's interesting. Do you guys remember any talk of any halftime shows before Michael Jackson? 1992 or Michael Jackson? Do you remember any time that anybody remember, talked about but I do remember, the halftime uh, shows? How they do now? Wow, we're, nah, I do remember had, Whitney uh, Houston opening, saying the, the, the opening. The uh, not Pledge the of Allegiance, never the halftime. So when did, did the halftime literally start after this? That's really when it's that's when they yeah. doubled down the halftime show. They, they were doing it before, but they were doing that like little shows so at the halftime. Yeah, because I think that, I think there was a time where like during the Super Bowl they would just they would even have like high school marching bands coming out. Yeah, it wasn't even celebrities. It was like high school marching bands. They would do a song or two, and then that was it. They went Hollywood at, because they're living yeah, color. At that time. And living color did it, and they were like, "Yo, we can't have that, yo." 
they got Michael Jackson. That and that's a big get. That's a big fucking get. Now, nowadays, it, yeah. Now yeah. it's like normal. You yeah. expect it. It's like, all right, who's gonna top it yeah, now? Who's gonna fucking top it now? It's. I mean, other shows even like they cancel their programs because of the Super Bowl. Like, now nah, we're not gonna get any views. So yeah. let's not. Yeah, nothing goes live during yeah. the Super Bowl. It's always reruns mm-hmm. or. Mm. There was one time that uh, I think Pepsi did something on MTV for the halftime show, but it was like it was a conjunction with the Super Bowl halftime show as well. Yeah, it was like a Pepsi MTV halftime show with this, and you watch it both at the same time. But at the time, bro, it's like not a lot of people had like two TVs in the same fucking room, but it, it played in conjunction with the the halftime show. So crazy. The nineties are so crazy. It was a. It was a fun time, man. So crazy. <laughs> it was a fun time. Technology was just on the, the cusp of, of being spewed out. Yeah. You know, like it literally was just But I think that's out. where the joy of it is. It's like the the fact that in order to get in touch with somebody, you had to be home and you had to call somebody. And then <laughs> yeah. if you wanted to, if you're already out, like I'm already out of the house. If somebody calls me, if I'm already out of the house, it's like you missed them. Yo, uh, wherever you guys said that you're planning on going, he's already going over there. So if you're not going anymore, you gotta go anyways. Like you gotta you gotta find out a way to contact them. Not only that, and back <laughs> then you had to rely on these major networks. Like everything was tunneled yeah. or funneled through ABC, Fox, NBC, CBS. Yeah. Now people don't even care about those channels, and now it's youtube and oh i'm gonna stream this live if you don't have the channel don't worry i'm gonna be streaming it live yeah it's like there's so many different avenues now that no one even talks about those major networks anymore now it's apple plus disney plus paramount plus netflix hulu what are they doing what are you know there's now so many avenues you're so So right bro it amazes me how people are still watching the same shit yeah but there's so many different things out there like bro how the fuck are we all watching the same shit if there's so many different things no. out there? We shouldn't be. Because there's like a million different things that are out there. We shouldn't be watching the same shit. Do you think that's actually what kind of connects us more as Americans than most other things? Is literally what we consume as far as visual, yeah. like stimulant and all it, that? It, it it's always been like that. Yeah. It's always been like that. That's the only thing that's really... Yeah, it makes us interesting. all of us like a... Uh, a gel like just sticking together yeah because it, it when you think of when you think of coca-cola what do you think of symbolically think um, of an image. okay so it's always the fucking polar bear with the damn yeah. uh, fucking coke drinking it's always the polar bear yeah uh but i think around it, the world that means nothing but in america that's the symbol that's why we love coca-cola we think of the santa claus we think of the Ice americana cold, right, yeah, right. the polar bears and people in other countries, they don't get, they don't understand that, because it's not shoved in their face the way it is Damn. here. Damn, it's either the polar bear or, or Santa. And but you, it makes you feel something, right? You feel yeah. good. Feel a little bit good. You you want to have a coke. You the see cocaine. that Santa Claus. The cocaine is in the cocaine. But, but you see, cocaine. but you see Santa Claus, <laughs> which is supposed to be the symbol of purity right. and mm-hmm. angelicness and, right, right. and he's enjoying coke you see that and you're like damn dude i, w- I want to have a coke now yeah it's santa look fat and happy yeah fat and happy those rosy cheeks 100 percent. and that fucking polar bear looked happy as fuck too those little cubs too yeah it started off just by itself getting the coke but because it was all shoved into every american it's like that's what we feel when we think of coca-cola we think of like this is mm-hmm. great this is happiness this is that's wild. We don't think of that when we think of tea. 
there's no tea out there that uh what we when was that time you thought about brisk. tea like that no no you go to europe and go um, to tea those motherfuckers tea, are drinking thing, it like man. it's yeah. fucking coke here we, we go crazy over starbucks <laughs> there they're like starbucks coffee ill that's yeah, disgusting coffee. yeah man you know I, I will say that i'm happy that we got coffee and they got tea yeah i'm happy i'm happy we got coffee because uh i could not do tea I and, tried. And, I tried. And they literally think the opposite. They're like, I don't know how the fuck they drink that sh- that no, nasty that, shit every that day. That root beer. I prefer. I'm a. I'm a prefer tea over coffee any day of the week. <laughs> That's bullshit. Are we gonna do this episode? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I do prefer tea over coffee any that's, day of the week. That's complete bullshit. I, used to, I told y'all, I used to drink a lot of coffee when I was a little kid, so I don't drink it anymore. <laughs> a coffee is a child's drink to Patrick. Her mom, your mom was like, you're going to be so strong. You're going to have all this caffeine in your blood. <laughs> and you are, though. You are okay. Wait, before we keep this going, Patrick whooped uh, my brother-in-law's ass at basketball so disgustingly. Okay, he he like Patrick's like, nah, I don't even need to play him because Patrick's the kind of guy if he beats you at something, if he knows it's an obsession of yours, you're never gonna get played again. He's been wanting to beat me for years. You beat him like by 10, right? Yeah. By 10, okay? And the sheer size, Pat is this mountain of a man, and Rami is a very in shape cat. And Pat just ran it was, fucking circles around him, man. It was, it was funny, bro. It was, it, was a, <laughs> it was funny because, like. He still wants the mat- rematch, no by way. the way. I swear to you. I swear to God. Dude. He talks was, about it every now and then, man. Like, was, once a was, year, I get it. He's like, yo, is, is, uh, it, it how's Pat doing? Because, like, he was. He was the only reason why I was playing basketball with him is because he was telling me that he said, oh, yeah, man, I've been playing basketball at a. He just got his new house. He said, yo, there's a park that's right by my house. I've been playing basketball like twice a week. And uh, he said, bro, I'm really good. I'm like, oh, shoot. I said, yo, man, I'll play with you, man. And I thought it was going to be like a bunch of us, but it was only me and him. It was, was a one-on-one, like, dude. I was like, all right, cool. And, you know, I'm big, so I'm going to use my size. So I was just backing him down. I would just lay up sky hooks all fucking day, bro. Boom, boom, boom. And, dude, I didn't know he... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That's funny, man. I didn't know that. So bro, that shit must have happened like <laughs> over a decade, bro. It had to have been like over 10 a years decade. Ago. Over oh a decade. Oh my god, he still wants to play me for sure. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. I'm never gonna play basketball again. I don't want to. I don't even want to jump on the court and say yeah to somebody because I feel like he's gonna hire somebody to say yeah. Been waiting this my whole life. I'm like, bro, take off his fucking mask like he's Tom Cruise. It's just like it's me. <laughs> Started fucking crossing me over and shit. Let me play this song again. Let's get back to it. <clears throat> Y'all something else, man. It's something else, man. <laughs> You'll never feel the way I feel You don't know if my love is real Baby, listen to me, here's the deal When you're not Hello, everybody, everybody. Hello, and welcome to We Sing Tip. Yes, it is a weekly podcast that focuses in all the movies, TV, and entertainment in between. I am one of your hosts, Pat. And this is Kev. This is Josh. And how is everybody doing today? Thank you, thank you. You're far too kind. 
But how is everybody doing today, yo? Feeling good. Yes. Yeah, staying cool in this Florida heat. That is a promise. Yeah. For <laughs> that sure. is a fucking promise, man. Yeah, man. Uh, it has been uh, the high nineties. It was it was ninety seven degrees when I when I drove over here. I didn't even notice. You didn't even notice? No, I had that AC cranked. (laughs) (laughs) My AC is cranked, But the travel from your house (laughs) to the car, to your hot-ass car, you haven't haven't felt it. It was a little, it was peaking a little bit, but I have, uh, I got trees over my car, so I don't really have to worry about that. It's a little minus shade. It's a plus and minus, right? Plus side, sometimes the car isn't that hot. Minus every fucking night. The raccoons and the possums and whatever the fuck else is above my car is shitting on on the fucking car, pissing on it. It's weird. It's kind of weird gel I'm getting on my my car. But enough enough about wildlife in Florida. (laughs) Our first topic. Um, No? Well, I mean, well, so we were going to talk about, Pat, you said you you were out and you were... you were, got, you were talking to some people about yeah. scenes and movies that triggered yeah, an emotional uh, response. Yeah, I was on a gig and uh, we were talking about. Uh, first, the conversation went from, you know, what's your favorite, uh, you know, comedy movie, which is a hard question to ask anybody. Like you can't, you can't really identify just a specific comedy movie. A lot of people know that's don't. I don't test well, so. It went down to like, what's the favorite? What's the comedy scene from a movie that just like it, tr- it triggers a response? And we took that question and we turned it into like, what's a what's a scene that just triggers a question? Oh, that just it. What's a what's a scene that triggers a uh, emotional response from anything like comedy, <clears throat> horror, or like action or any drama? Like it, it triggers an emotion from you. And we got a list. Uh, three of us, like three of us, we got nine all to, in total, and I think it's pretty fucking dope. Yeah, I agree. Well, we said we were gonna start with like the lows the and lows. end up in the highs. Yeah, because I don't wanna, I don't wanna leave out of here in an emotional state. Right. <laughs> yeah, I don't either. I wanna have a good dinner. Yeah. So let's start with uh, scenes that may have uh, made you tear up. Now scenes though. Because you can have an action movie that has a sad scene. You can have a comedy that has a sad scene. So it's mm-hmm. not necessarily the genre of the movie in general, just the one specific scene that made you tear up. You know, I think sometimes uh, scenes in, that are like emotional uh, in movies that you're not expecting it are a little more powerful. They hold a little more weight sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so for mine, it was the, uh, the scene from The Flash, uh, the new movie. Uh, at, the, at the end scene where he uh, meets his mom. Spoiler alert. He meets his mom in the supermarket after the whole movie. He's gone through all the the realization of he's not going to be able to uh, – his mom's not going to be able to live past this point because the world will end. So she's got to go. Uh, That's a lot of weight to put on mom. Like, oh, if your mom lives, the whole world dies. Mm. It's a lot of weight. Like, but they never really said who killed his mom. That's also a kind of an ir- irritating thing. They never really solved that. But yeah. uh, the moment that I'm talking about specifically is he meets his mom in the supermarket. He waits till his past self puts this tomato can in the shopping cart, mm-hmm. thereby knowing his dad going back to the supermarket, his mom getting murdered because she's alone in the house, and uh, everything should be hunky dory. Then. 
He goes through the whole movie, discovers what he did wrong, so now he's coming back to take the fucking can out of the supermarket. And uh, he meets her, and it's a very heartwarming moment, and they have like a little uh, exchange, and it's really uh, it's a bit of a tearjerker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what about you, Pat? Um, my tearjerker scene... I don't think I have one. I don't think I pick one because I'm looking through our timeline right here. Have you ever, Pat doesn't have, you have ever, that emotion. Have you ever Relax. had a tearjerk moment? Yeah, man. In a movie? Um, Name one. Hmm. Can't. No, I've had some moments, man. I just they just don't. Uh, they they. I have so many. I got one. That, I, I love you. I love you, Jenna. Give me a fucking you're second. You're doing the thing that everyone does when they're like, "Oh, have you read the? Uh, what's your favorite album from this artist?" And you're like, "Oh, but I love all of them." And you're like, "Yo, he's never listened to one." You're track. searching for that one song. I've, I've had so right? many that it's just like it's just it comes in waves, man. I just sometimes don't know what to choose. You know, sometimes I just look outside and I see a uh, a butterfly on a flower, and you know, it just causes me to tear up. You know, yeah. you know, what, what is it that they say? A perfect day is a day that you laugh cry and this is what this is what pat's gonna do he's gonna pick uh, the most cliche he's gonna say titanic he's gonna say when the mom (laughs) dies in forrest gump watch you know when titanic when this when the ship goes down it's pretty sad all those people dying and flipping you know what i don't know man i'm trying to think of a a moment that uh that's a real tearjerker to me um the uh the sub titanic you know i did like in uh City of Man, where he at the end of the movie when he's when he's dead and he's just on the boat by himself at the end of the movie. Wait, what movie? City of Man. Oh, Children of Men. Children no. of Men. Children of Men. I thought he was talking about City of God. That's that's what I tried not to I say. I was like, damn, what <laughs> that's movie? what I tried not What's to say. What sad part, bro? There's a lot of sad parts. That's what I was trying not to say. So Children yeah, of Children of Man, when he was on the boat, like after everything that he's done to uh to basically he was forced to be a hero in this whole fucking movie, and then he finally realizes what his uh, his goal, what his goal is, what it really is, and then he finally uh, saves this girl. But he's been badly injured, mm-hmm. and then she's on the boat with him, and then he dies, and then when he dies, uh, she finally is saved by um, I think the people that were supposed to the elites, yeah, the ones that were supposed to protect her. Mm-hmm. And then they don't take his body; they just leave it on the boat. Yeah, it's pretty, just, pretty cold, man. Right, uh-huh. into, right into the sea, and but I was like, like, "What are we gonna do with the dead body? Can't do anything with that. We got the little girl. We're good." They got the little girl who who has the baby, and I was like, "Fuck, man!" It, that 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 really like, damn. Like after all he did, but it was like one of those like, not like a like a damn like it's sad. It's like damn, mission accomplished, man. Like you did what you wanted. You you did what you find out at the end what you want to do that. The, the the supposed love of your life, who you saw die right next to you in a car, who told you to do this, like before she died, and she'll like, you you did it. So I guess you can actually like rest in peace. I want to. I can't wait to read the Chat GPT description of this. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be more thought provoking than what I just said. I tell Pat, you that Pat encountered his lethar- lethargic <laughs> moment at the end of Children of Men. Yeah. Is it gonna be a tear jerking episode? <laughs> but yeah, man, that's uh that that was a pretty good one. It was and on top of that, it was uh it was aesthetically pleasing. Just seeing like it was calm. The water was calm. I thought they were in the ocean, mm-hmm. but the water was really fucking calm and it was like really foggy, so you really couldn't see the land or wherever he was going. So it was like he was just going to the like uh into the unknown. 
Like it, that movie it was, was so like the, grimy, man. The, that movie was so fucking grimy. It was real, man. If it, it was like one of those first movies that I agree, like, it was very. Like uh, people would be like, "Yo, this shit feels like it's like it's supposed to be uh, like mm-hmm. post-apocalyptic, but it feels like it's now, like it's real, man. It's real." And I'm like, like "Yeah, that that is what post-apocalyptic." <laughs> No, but usually post-apocalyptic, when you see it, it's like, it was like... Thunderdome and shit. No, it looks like there was a future, and then something, there was a collapse of that future that that existed. This felt like it was now, and then it it collapsed like yesterday. Mm -hmm. That's what it felt like. It it was like, you can can date it. You can date it. Usually the future movies, well, now since we live in 2023, all of our future movies are in the past now, which is kind of fucking weird, but... Yeah, it's like it's uh, hmm. yeah, they're all like Demolition Man. Damn, that talk about <laughs> Demolition Man poking uh, a little hole and like, yeah, why don't Blade they just Runner. put twenty fifty? Nah, well, thirty twenty one, thousand years from now. Mm. That'd be cool. Well, I think they just need to make more futuristic movies because all those other movies are like dated in the past, and they still look, they still feel like. Like future, except uh, Blade Runner. Blade Runner doesn't really feel that kind of future. It, it feels like it, it does feel future because they're flying fucking cars and shit. But is that the only thing though that's in Blade Runner that feels future? Is yeah, because the, 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 the cars the fucking, and the weird blimp thing in the in the, the sky, the, the the building with the the the, the dancing neon lights. Yeah, all that's the all that shit. Are you talking about twenty forty nine? No, even the the original the one that came out right. In the, 1980s. the lady that's eating the. Yeah, <laughs> the, the little noodle or whatever. Yeah. All that shit seems like it's it's future, like, but it doesn't seem like it's far off future. It seems like it's like ten years. Uh, you know, I know we don't talk about this often, right? But we talk about Blade Runner like all the time. Mm. So Blade Runner twenty four and James Alma, uh, James Almos, his character doesn't speak the global language like he did in, in the first movie. Like you know how he was only talking that. Uh, whatever they describe it as. Uh, but he's speaking the the current thing. So, like, you think he was doing that just so he wouldn't have to talk to people? I don't remember him speaking. I don't remember what he spoke. He, he met Deckard uh, when <clears throat> Deckard was eating the, the noodles, mm-hmm. and he, like, spoke some crazy, like, language to him, and he's like, oh, he doesn't speak English. He, like, and during his monologue, that was all him, and he was taking, like... We don't talk. Uh, and then in the second movie, it confirms like they were partners, but they did their own thing on their own time by themselves. But like that is a kind of um, – that's kind of like a covering your own ass. So, like even if they were working together, they're still going to say, no, I did my own thing. I was at this place by yeah. myself. And it's, I don't even – It's interesting. It's, it's really interesting. I wish they would have done the another movie sooner about them two. I think that would have been – like, you know how they're doing, like, all this bullshit about the Clone Wars and all this the CGI stuff? So, like, a spinoff? Why don't they do that with fucking well, they, Blade they Runner? Have. Like, There's a Blade Runner animation that's on uh, Max. That's, really? Uh, yeah. I'll have I to check I'm that out. I'm not sure if it's... But Interesting. Hey, but I don't know if it's going to deal with what you're talking about, but I know that there is I don't one. think it is. No, I highly I doubt it so. would. No, it's probably going to deal with, again, with, uh, you know, them becoming aware. I don't even aware. know if it's pre-2049 uh, or post uh, the time that I would want to see is the blackout. They they mentioned it in 2049 about how the blackout happened in 2020-something. 
And I, I would like to see that. See that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like what happened during the blackout? Or everything falling out of the sky? Was there nuclear bombs? Mm-hmm. Obviously something happened in Vegas, right? Yeah. Everything happens in Vegas. But I thought it stays in Vegas. So, Kevin, <laughs> what about you? a good transition. <laughs> That's really good. <laughs> All right, so for sad, um, I'm going with uh, the scene from Interstellar when uh, Cooper is having his difficult talk uh, with his daughter, and he doesn't want to give her too much information. He just tells her, like, look, I have to do this. I have to go. But what he hasn't told her is, I don't know if I'm coming back or when I'm coming back. She kind of, like, puts the pieces together, and she has that dramatic moment where she looks at him and she says, like, you don't even know when you're coming back. And then that's when it hits her. Um, and she's too smart. Man. And, he, and he tells her, like, I don't want to I don't want to go on this journey knowing that I just left on bad terms with you. But, it, you know, she she won't look at him. So he leaves the house sad and he has that little bit of hope of, you know, maybe maybe it's going to get better. And when he's in the truck, he looks in the passenger seat thinking that she was going to hide like how she did uh, earlier in the movie. But she doesn't. Finally takes off. She comes out running, yells out his name, but he's already gone. And you already hear the countdown because, you know, it, it, you hear the countdown of him going to space and all of that. And um, it's the shot of the truck of him driving away is the same angle and pitch that you see when you're watching any rocket launch off. Yeah. is like the ground is there and then you're just following. It was great. Great. Great, great. The size and everything in the frame yeah. was great. And, um, yeah, that, if, you, if you really think about it like that and then like him watching the, the messages going through time, the, the little video diaries of his kids and all of that, like all of that put together was super emotional. And Christopher Nolan is not known for doing stuff like that. He's not known for doing like emotional scenes like that. Like that was the first time like you people... think it was intentional or do you think that's just what the actors ended up uh, portraying? No, nah, um, <clears throat> uh, I, I don't know because uh, I know um, there's only one way you can play that, right? I mean, it has to be heart wrenching. But did he know that it was going to be a well, moment well, that people well, the like theme, the theme in the movie was that, and and Anne Hathaway's character says this in the movie. She says the only thing that that can transcend time is love. So I think deep down, Christopher Nolan was trying to write a story about a man and his daughter. Like it was just it yeah. Is, I don't know, man. Every time I hear about Christopher Nolan not knowing how to like to make emotions for people and all of that shit, I always think I'm always drawn back to uh, which which one was the last Batman movie? Dark Knight Rises. Dark Knight Rises, and Talia Al Ghul is on her death, and then she says, "You have to do this." And she just do that little sad thing like that. I'm like, that is a way to die, bro. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't remember that. I scene. remember that. Yeah. It's a rough death, man. It's like, it's like they couldn't have gone for another take. I don't know what's wrong with him, man. That seems like that's another take. I think uh, what we're all missing is that Talia Al Ghul doesn't fucking die. But I didn't pick Talia Al Ghul. I you picked Interstellar. Pick, I'm just saying, like, the scene when, in and I love that fucking scene. And I'm so happy because yeah. I did get teary eyed when I saw that did, movie. Did uh. Did Matthew uh, McConaughey win an Oscar for that movie at all? Or he get that nominated? movie? That movie didn't win any Oscars. Did it not? I don't know. No, man. actually, I no. Really I take it back. It did win Best Visual Effects. Yeah, I really feel effects. like yeah. for male performance, what he did on that screen, Matt Damon, Matthew McConaughey. Oh, Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> <laughs> what he did on that screen, 
I felt that shit, man. Like the 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 crying when he was driving away, like the little like the slow isn't it's okay, I get it. You can cry. Everybody can cry. But it was like the slow build up. Like he left the fucking like it was building up into his eyes and then you just see like like a fucking faucet drop drop down when he was driving away. And then when he saw the video of his uh his daughter and then he while he was watching the video, she was uh explaining what's going on on earth and all that other stuff. And then the video ends and he was just like trying to see if he can get more video but he couldn't because he was just like mm. searching like uh, he was like way in front of the clip, but there right. wasn't and another thing about that fucking movie like the 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 brothers those motherfuckers were like the brothers there, there was like a brother right then matthew one was, brother no no matthew kind of had sons and uh one know, son he had one son that son was like deranged a little bit was yeah. was he not crazy yeah uh, i mean you're living on a, a world that's slowly dying and you're being told you the only crop that you're growing uh, is not being able to be grown and it's catching fire how is it catching fire what's catching it i just i don't remember much about him i don't even remember if he had like speaking lines but i just remember him walking like running out of the house and and i'm like oh this guy's about to do something stupid and that's yeah. it. He he basically so his son is developing pneumonia, okay. and like you could hear him coughing. And then um, his sister's telling him like, "Yo, you got to take these kids to a hospital." He's like, "He's just like, don't tell us what to do. Like, we're gonna live our lives. Like, don't mm-hmm. stop. You know, stop trying to be." And that part, yeah, that part was confusing because it's like, dude, your your kid is coughing up his whole body. Like, yeah. listen to his cough. Like, there's something wrong. Like, you got to fucking take him to the hospital, and he didn't want to do it. That's you didn't want to listen like, to him. <clears throat> yeah, that, that whole scene, that 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 whole movie is like, it's like uh, he takes like usually uh, Chris Nolan has like action in his movies, and he just took out all that fucking action and said, "Let me just add heart in, instead." And that shit was, if that's his movie that's supposed to be like a a heartfelt love story to like space and science, I, I will take it, bro. I think it is, and I think it's also that he's in love with AI. I think you witnessed that oh, as well. About that robot? About the, the robots, robot. about him being okay with robots having consciousness, even though it's played by Casey Affleck, whatever, which I thought was interesting. Wait, one of the robots, uh One of the robots has Casey Affleck's uh, voice. That's not, that's not Casey Affleck. No? No, it's, a, it's another actor. Damn, they sound identical. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Who's yeah, Casey I think he's Affleck? in love. Casey he was play, son. plays his son, the older oh, version okay. of his son. Yeah. Timothy Chalamet played the younger version. Um, I think what it also, fuck? like, the movie, it's all about heart, right? But I think it plays very well because, you know, like, heart, desperation, sadness, and all that's all like, in a very thin line. Mm-hmm. And I think he plays it perfectly throughout the whole movie. Like, there is a little bit of a dread during the whole movie. There's, like, a little bit amount of dread where it's like, you're hoping that this mission that already occurred, like they already were sent out, mm-hmm. that it whatever their mission was was successful. They don't know how they're going to get to all these different planets. Like there's like problem after problem after problem. And like, you know, in scientific method, you figure out what the solution is. You go to the next problem. Like it's, each thing is Dude, a that, solvable uh, solution. It, it was like – it was bad. It was bad vibes for everybody. Like when they were on that water planet in, mm. in that movie, right? And there was that one guy who was on a spaceship yep. for seven fucking years though. Not even – I think it was like eight years because it was the flight to get back up. No, dude. He was 70. He was – nah, not 70. 70. 
He couldn't have been there for 70 he years. He was freezing himself every, like, he said every, for, like, a few times. Yeah. He, he had to. He came he, in and he, out he of the He had to do the, the deep thing. sleep. It was seventy years. He he said the last time he went to no, sleep. Not, he not, didn't no, 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 no. It was it was less than seventy because the people on Earth were still like his daughter was now like thirty. It, it was I think it was like seventeen years, eighteen, 17, yeah, oh, okay. something like that. I was like Jesus Christ. He was older, but not that much older. Yeah, because he was gray. He no, I gray. thought during the during their time on the water planet when he came back, that's when he got the message about every hour, every hour, his seven daughter years literally on. telling him like "fuck you, you're a fucking liar." It was multiple videos. They they find like there's so much shit that happens during that little right, but it couldn't have been jump. seventy because then she would have been an old woman on the video. She was in her thirties. Okay. Yeah, You're and right. every hour on that on that uh, on that planet was, uh, was seven, years. seven years. How fucking old? How many? And years? they were on that planet for like three years, maybe. I'll tell you right now. But I just remember being like, it was like it was everybody. definitely more than seven because he didn't have any gray hair. Yeah, and then it was, got it was back more here. than seven, yeah. And then he had gray hair yeah. all of a sudden. I was that's like, why I was like, shit. Oh, was, great, that's so I great. I just remember being like, damn, everybody is getting it, bro, because he was on that shit by himself for however long, like let's say twenty years, seventeen years or something. They were on that planet, and he was trying to get away. He was trying to get off that planet because it was like, yo, I need to go see my daughter. Twenty three years. Twenty three years. He was like, I need to go see my daughter. I need to get the we need to get the fuck off this planet. This is not one of the planets that we can get on. The dude that was on the spacecraft was doing studies on the, the like, black hole. The black hole the whole time. Yeah. By himself. Isn't that crazy? Like, yo, we'll be right back. Twenty three years past. Yeah, bro. Like after a while, you just lose hope. Yeah. Dude, just, his response I would have killed myself. His response to what he what, was what the calmest. Was he, he was calm, but it was like it was like a an aggravated calm that was to him like because he was like you know how long you were like like his fucking words were sharp though like it's like he felt like he wanted to say more i i felt like he wanted to say yo like fuck you but he like he held his tongue for 23 years though he definitely held his tongue (laughs) he definitely was happy to see them but he was also a little bit fucking mad he's like damn you woke me up and now we're back at this shit again i thought i just went to sleep like i was happy being dead you know what I'm saying? Like that. That's Bro, he was alone. He's fucking mad, man. And then like, uh, they walked by him. They didn't even touch him. Did you notice that? Like he didn't touch them. They didn't touch him. They weren't touching each other. No, no. no. Uh, Anne Hathaway hugs him. Yeah, I saw the movie recently. She hugs him. She hugs him. Yeah, she does. She hugs him. I gotta rewatch. And this she thing. like she sees his gray hair. And she's like, oh my god, like, what the fuck. Yeah. It's crazy. It is, man. It's it's one of those movies like it's on of, Amazon. Yeah, a lot he's of in people, a small bedroom house for twenty three years. Yeah, a lot of people pay attention to the science of the movie, but the compassion in the movie is is, is worth like studying itself, man. It's a it's a great movie, man. Everybody everybody showed themselves, man. And Matthew Matthew not not Matthew McConaughey was the other one. Matt Damon. Matt Damon. I mean, for him to be the bad guy. Wins the award for biggest piece of shit. Yeah, dude. He was the biggest piece of shit. Bro, I didn't expect it. Of any sci-fi movie for a while, right? Like, he was going to say that. There's a lot more sci-fi pieces of shit that are in space. Nah, man. We could do an episode just on sci-fi pieces of shit in space. We should definitely do an episode of sci-fi pieces of shit in space. The dude who was in uh, Jurassic Park who plays the hero. Remember in uh, the other movie where the... the, Event Horizon? Yeah. uh, Church in Space. That fucking movie like he can he can take it is that movie not church in space 
Is it not? Or is it, uh, what's the name of that? Uh, Hell, Hell Hellraiser in Space. That movie is Hellraiser Church in Space. Yeah, but he doesn't turn like that until the very end. Nah, but he was, he was, he was leading up to that guy. He was leading up to he it. He was leading up. But Do you they, think that bro, was his plan the whole time? Aliens, Aliens Part 2? Yeah. That whole fucking crew, except Sigourney Weaver, were pieces of shit. Yeah. Bro, she's literally telling them, guys, I've been through this. I'm telling you how it is. And they, none of them wanted to listen to her. None of them wanted to listen to her. But they're not a piece of shit. They're just assholes. Piece of shit. They're back. He's backstabbing them. He blew up their friend. Bro, he stole the, the ship the to go one, to the fucking ship. What are you talking about? The guy that contracted her to come on the mission wanted to bring back the alien alive yeah, to make money off of it. It was a suicide mission from the yeah. beginning. He didn't care if they oh lived or God. not. He just wanted the actual alien. There's okay. so many pieces of shit in spaces, man. Especially in Star Trek. You're a Trekkie, bro. You should know that there's pieces of shit in space in tr- Star Trek. And, and I, I, I don't know why James Cameron. James Cameron really doesn't like the military, bro. He always portrays the Marines to be assholes. Yeah. Avatar, he did the same thing. Oh, shit. Yeah. They're the they're the villains. They're the bad guys. I'm not saying that the Marines are bad guys by any means. What about in um, Terminator they're a little 2? Bit of, they're a bit of dicks. What, what Marines are Marines in Terminator 2? <laughs> I was thinking about he Terminator makes the, 1. He makes them seem like pieces of shit. Like they're not likable at all. Warriors. That's grunts. 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 Warriors. People that are going in there because warriors can be noble. Yeah, they They weren't noble at all. Well, because you guys are thinking like (laughs) noble, like you know, uh, the Japanese samurai and shit, man. No, no, like warriors, like. The the Vikings like the Vikings the are not that, that gang is like, in New York they're honorable but to a certain extent and after that it's all all fucking you know all all uh, all hell whatever yes I thought you were talking about the Warriors like they're in New York the gang that's in New York were they noble to a certain extent I think the I think the only reason why Swan was noble those guys were noble were noble is because they got uh they got framed. If they didn't get framed, we'll realize that those guys are pieces of shit, too. There's a lot of movies about They might have been of pieces shit. of shit. It's quite possible. I think they were. <laughs> but they weren't were. in space, Patrick. What uh, What about the next emotion? You don't walk around with a, uh, a vest with no shirt on and you know Bro, not be if you're ripped shit. like them, dude. Yeah, you do, bro. Nah. All People day, who do that, every day. Who walk around like that, you either Han Solo or you're a piece of shit. And even Han Solo wore a shirt under the vest. You see? <laughs> you see? He's cordial about it. But the other, <laughs> the other emotions. Got some cooth up in the spot. <laughs> He's got cooth. It so, was hot, though. It was in the 80s. So, uh, you know what? I, I just realized we did one sad. We did one scared. Did we do any angry? No, we didn't do. Oh, well, I mean, mine's is kind of angry. The one uh, in Glorious Bastards. The scene where. <laughs> that's uh, crazy. No, that's more like. That's terror scene. Yeah, because I did I did sad and then I did scared, mm. but I didn't do. Should we do angry or I mean, no? We could training. We could do angry. Training day I picked, but it was more funny. Cause no, yeah, you said you, you laughed. Said, you said you laughed. I laugh at it, it now, but you weren't mad. No. Um, do you, a scene that made you mad. Angry scene. An angry. Uh, well, let me do my scared one first, and okay. then maybe I'll think of it along the way. But for me, a scene that triggered absolute fear um was in the first halloween movie i watched this movie for the first time when i was nine Mm. um so i had no idea about michael myers i the movie came out in the 70s so already at the age of nine i was like oh this is gonna be this is an old movie it's probably gonna be cheesy it's gonna be corny and then i'm watching the movie and i'm realizing like holy shit the suspense is fucking terrifying and like there there's no special effects it's literally just a guy in a mask and yet they were able to accomplish like this 
definition of suspense and horror. And like, there's a scene where Jamie Lee Curtis is walking home with her friends mm-hmm. from school. She turns back and Michael Myers, it's like the first time you actually see him in the mask. Cause throughout the movie, he's stalking them from a distance um, in the car. Mm-hmm. But you actually see him in person. He's standing next to a bush, just watching them. He's just looking at them. He's not killing anyone. He's not doing his infamous walk. He's just watching them. And then when like they a look, fucking creep, dude. And then, and then when they look back again, he's no longer there. And I don't know why. When I was a child, that instilled so much fear into me. Like the fact that like you're walking and there's always someone watching. The the, the fact that there's a pair of eyes watching you on the other the side of the man. hedge. Yeah, the fucking like, boogeyman, man. Uh, yeah, that was like the perfect definition of the boogeyman. Uh, it definitely would affect kids more because you know kids see shit out of the corner of their eye and since they're still like so brand new they're not used to just like seeing things that don't make sense so you look at it and you're like, like okay. fucking job walkies right yeah all the all the weird little things at the corners yeah know? so i think that is uh but she didn't take her eyes off him. Jamie she Curtis, did, she, whatever. She, did, she, she like stayed she, right she, on. She told her, she told her friend. friend. She yeah. told her friend, like, who is that? And when they look back up, he's no longer there. Yeah. Now, another thing is that this is on Halloween day. So everyone's wearing a mask. So it's not. it doesn't feel that far off. Like, it doesn't feel that crazy. Mm. But it's like, yo, what is that guy doing? And I don't know why. Like, I guess it was because of my age. I was nine that that fucking terrified me. Yeah. That, to me, like, at that time was the most terrifying thing. Bro, especially around, like, being, like, nine and you hearing shit from, like, your parents and stuff like that. Oh, watch out. Don't don't, don't stay out too late. Don't go down this block and shit like that. You're hearing the thing about real life and then you watch a fucking movie. That's basically, it, it uh, amplifies what your fucking parents are telling you. Like, that that's the motherfucker that they're talking about. This is the guy. This is the guy. This motherfucker who, who, if you keep your, if you take your eye off him for one fucking second, he's not going to be there, and you don't know where the fuck he's at. And, and there's that great line at the end of the movie um, when he gets shot, falls off the balcony. Jamie Lee Curtis tells the, the 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 psychiatrist like, "What's the boogeyman?" And he goes, "As a matter of fact, that was." And then the movie that that's the last line of the movie, which was so brilliant, so brilliantly written. Like, no, that was that you just experienced it. That, that like what you said, like what your parents have been telling you, that myth of like something's yeah. gonna come and get you, that was it. It's crazy, man. That's so a, good. That's a Americana horror, dog. Americana. James Kirk mask. James Kirk. Yeah, Tiberius. Crazy. <laughs> yeah, all, I think all and, full circle, and, dude. And, and what's crazy was that they made that mask, <laughs> they improvised, made that mask. It wasn't a thing. So that's insane. It wasn't wasn't like they went to the store and bought a Michael Myers mask. It didn't exist. So they had to actually create it from scratch. Then when the the studio pushed them to make all these sequels, they couldn't buy the mask. So they had to just keep recreating it. And that's why the mask always looks a little bit different in every movie because it just they were like, fuck, but we got rid of the old one. Like we can't find it anywhere. We got to make a new one. And that's why it just kept looking different, different, and different, and different, and different in each movie because it didn't exist. So we're all in love with the first mask, yeah. I love the first. The first one is perfection. It's yeah, yeah. I agree. You think uh, you think this year around Halloween we're gonna have like another um, another moment of like clowns going around scaring people and shit with masks and stuff? People just pranking people with masks. Probably not down here in Florida. I think. 
Somebody might get shot. <laughs> yeah, true. true. Like, Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm sure in other parts of the country where they have like a little more humor. I think. <laughs> I think I stand alone in this uh, in this belief, but I thought I thought it was fun. I thought it was fun with people who were like scared of clowns and people who were just drive. They would see like I one think clown for some reason it looks menacing, it's, even though it's a clown. Yeah, but it's like a, it's a clown out of place. Like a clown belongs in a circus, not the end of a abandoned. Well, road. also, what was you know the name of that the famous serial killer that dressed up as a clown? Uh, oh, Gacy. 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 Yeah. I think that also. Yeah, yeah it's, that it triggers it. a lot of little things. It, it, it triggers it. it. Yeah. There's a lot of people out there who are scared of clowns, and just to see those pranks, I, I would like to see it on like a professional level, just so you know, like people get compensated and shit like that. And um, <laughs> <laughs> but man, it, it was just funny. I don't know when they have like 2019, 2018, where people were just walking around with with, with clown masks. I think I remember hearing it definitely before the pandemic. It was I don't think the during pandemic. the pandemic that shit was not flying. I didn't hear anything. But people about were that. basically doing what you're talking about. Like they were just. Standing there. Standing there. People like, yeah, I, hey. you, it's, you do that now and someone's pulling out a gun. Like, hey. For sure. <laughs> I, I, I'm saying, man, like, hey, listen, everybody who's listening, if you're thinking about doing that, Florida is not the place. It's not, it's not you the will place. accidentally get fucking murdered, okay? Yeah, like, that it ain't, shit better be scripted from, like, the, right. from everything. The person that's reacting better be fucking hired. It better not be a, not a surprise yeah. moment. Like Everybody needs no. to be scripted. That's I mean, I'm, 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 I'm down to watch it and laugh, and you know, I'm willing to go for it because I'm willing to like uh, just <laughs> put aside my disbelief and then just laugh at it, even if it's scripted. But I would, it would suck if, uh, if I hear that somebody got shot. Wait, you know but I mean? it, okay, like in real life, if you did see this, if this trick was being played on you, mm-hmm. what would be your response? Like, what would you hope your response would be? Say, like, I wouldn't say anything, laugh it off, but right? I would look at them. Yeah. I will look at him and I'll be like, just, just keep on looking. I, I can, I can have a oh, man, You contest. do what every, what every person does now, bro. <laughs> Start filming. You do like this. Look at this dumbass clown. Look at this dumbass clown. And I bet you he's going to break character. He's going to be like, all right, can you stop filming? Who's <laughs> like, out no. here, man? Just trying to be funny. You need to do it like three people. So then if you disappear there, somebody else pops up there. And they disappear there. Somebody else pops up around. So it's just like a whole bunch of people. Oh, like you you work in tandem? Whatever. Yeah. No, no, it, I like it, that. It feels like it's just one person, but they're just jumping around fast as fuck. Oh, like everybody's dressed the same? Yeah. So it's just one oh, person just jumping around. You got to scare the shit out of people. That would be that. That would be I want, intimidating. I want somebody to be so fucking scared that snot comes out of their nose, man. Like they're just Or they piss themselves. <laughs> Where the fuck is this going from? <laughs> bro, bro, people don't get scared like that anymore. You could probably get kids scared like that. Like, oh, get kids scared yeah, out of their man, fucking minds, man. The thing nowadays about getting kids scared, bro, because people keep on thinking about fucking uh, trauma. Uh, trauma bonding? Yeah, not trauma bonding, <laughs> but like what happens if, if you get a kid scared at a young age is that they... They, um, they believe it. They internalize that trauma and then it's going to fuck I'm them not, up in their adult life. I don't mean like elementary school kids by well, any that's means. that's what I was thinking. No, no. I mean like <laughs> high school. Like oh, getting some high school it. kids scared shitless, man. That's... I think they deserve that's it. That's entertainment, man. Like... That's, that's the done like, well. That's the ideal age yes. of like scaring people. It's well. It's almost like I feel like that should be like. Adults don't like you. 
kids don't like you. <laughs> yeah, and it's man. like, yeah. Yeah, man. Fuck these guys you, right man. Here. You guys are all dealing with shit. And that's why we have the 80s horror movies. That's why they were all like high schoolers who were getting killed. Yeah, teenagers that got killed, man. They don't like you. Young kids don't like you. Adults don't like you. Boom. These are the people and that they, and, the, and those teenagers <laughs> in those movies were always portrayed as being assholes. Yeah. Like you look at those counselors from the Jason sure. movies, oh like my God, they yeah. deserve to die. Like yeah, just one of the the fact that they're like ignoring this kid that's drowning in a lake. That's clearly drowning, clearly. And he was like autistic and shit. Right. Like everybody. They was didn't even fucking jump in to get him nothing, man. They didn't give a shit. His his mom was on the shore, which called calling out to to his to her son, and they wouldn't help. That shit's fucked up, man. Yeah. They had yeah. come. She was pulling a dingo ate my baby. Let's uh let's fuck up with these teenagers. Um, <laughs> so what about you guys? What movies triggered uh something scary for you? Uh oof. uh for me it's an easy one. Uh I, I told you the ring, right? Or did I land on the grudge? You, you started with the ring. Yeah, you started with the ring and then you I'm gonna still the... stick with the ring because even the grudge was a little funny, and I know they had the death rattle, that uh thing. That that should freak people out at the time, but uh, the Ring got me because visually, that movie for me was really, really good. A lot of symbolism, a lot of um, a lot of images you can't get out easily. Like even though it's just not, it's like what is it? It's just worms in a bucket. Mm-hmm. But like, what are all those chunks? Is that just chunks of mud? Is it chunks of dirt? If you have a very good imagination, it could be chunks of you know anything, right? Uh, but when she came out of the the uh, TV at the end and then popped up in front of the per- that got me uh solidly like her coming out of tv that was off-putting right but then when she disappeared then popped up in front of him he fell backwards i thought but i think i think what helped made that scene scarier wasn't just her coming out of the tv it was his reaction oh yes yeah yes of course his the look on his face he was terrified dude yeah, he man. Like, like if you think about it, like uh, the same thing happens in Signs with Joaquin Phoenix that was gonna be my movie. when he's watching the video <laughs> and they you see the alien walking by. Yeah, it wasn't. Whoa! It was his yes, reaction. Yeah. His reaction was, was what made you go, "Oh my god!" Disbelief yeah. of what you're being shown. Yeah, and you know that. I mean, everybody's felt that at some point. Like you know, again, the thing with the corner of the eyes, right? Yeah. So like you feel that when you're a kid, it happens less as you get becoming an adult. So then when it happens when you're an adult, it's like. Wow, you revert back to when you that last time you yeah, had because that experience, you try to you know you, you, you don't really live through that you, too much. You try to understand it like, no, nah, this cannot be like no way. No this way. can't be a real fucking thing. Like, like what nah, did I drink? Yeah. What did you automatically go to like where your brain's like trying to siphon through like the logic, right? If you're yeah. in that movement, yeah, it's absolutely terrifying, and uh, it didn't let up. Like the. The scare, she came out, she was moving all crazy, quickly to him, disappeared, popped up in front of him again. Like, and all it was was just her showing him images of shit, and he was just reacting to it. It was fucking brilliant. Yeah, it was really good. And then uh, he died from being scared to death. I thought he drowned. It looked like he like he was wet. No, I think everybody got scared to death with her. Cause she gave him that wop. She let them see what she, she looked like. Mm-hmm. Big butthole. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking of her just turning around like with his face. Look at it. Look at it. Fucking look at it. No. Look at it. (laughs) No. No. Pat, what about you? Uh, Mine's just going to be the signs. The scene uh, when uh, they 
catch a video of the alien in Mexico and they show it on national TV and it's a short ass scene. Um, and to be honest, just to like curate the fucking fear of that one fucking scene, it's, uh, I didn't see it in movie theaters. I saw it, um, at my house and I just remember like all my friends have seen it and they were like, yo, yo, you gotta watch it. Yo, watch it by yourself. The whole setup was like, yo, watch it by yourself. The watch with nobody around, turn off the lights, and you watch this fucking movie, man, and it's really fucking good. And I was like, all right, cool, bet. The whole fucking movie was like, you, you're like, you're in the edge. Like, if I was in a pool of water, the water from the my beginning, neck. right? Yeah. From the beginning of credits. Yeah. From because the credits immediately start playing the score. Mm-hmm. Immediately, it's all that ding, ding, ding. That the really yeah, it's short, the build up, uh, pins bro, and it's, needle it's, type of playing of. It's piano. like the same kind of builder that uh. Like Jaws has, because you don't yes. see the fucking aliens at all. Uh, you see like one scene where, um, damn, a uh, dude from Lethal Weapon, oh, Mel it? Gibson. Mel Gibson, he chops off one of the aliens' hands, like fingers. But that happens before the whole like reveal of the actual alien. And when the Mel Gibson goes inside the house, uh, he's told about <laughs> there's an alien in the cupboard, and uh, he goes in there. No, no, my bad. I'm over here telling the wrong scene. Uh, they, the news, the news station is <laughs> is saying that yo, we have a video footage of the actual alien uh, from Mexico and is at a kid's birthday party in the driveway. You're watching this fucking scene, and you're Joaquin Phoenix is watching it with us, and your reaction is Joaquin. Joaquin Phoenix is us. Like, I am on the edge of my fucking seat watching this yeah. shit. Like, yeah, 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 and you know, and the ca- fact that he's watching it like in a dark room yeah. by himself, bro, is fucking terrifying. Because he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah I want to see this shit. I want to see this shit, and it's like the leisurely stroll, bro. <laughs> this motherfucker go from bush to bush, and it's so like you watch it now, it's still scary, but it's like you 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 make fun of yourself. Like, why was I scared of this shit? Mm-hmm. Because it was fucking new at the time, but he just the alien just like hiding behind the bush, and then just takes one step, boom, and he's already covering the whole fucking ground, and he goes to the next bush, and they pause it, and Joaquin jumps, and I'm fucking jumping the first time. I'm like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. I'm thinking like the aliens in the fucking house with me right now, and I'm terrified, bro. And then from there on, it's like all bets are off. Yes. All fucking bets are off. There's aliens in the backyard. There's aliens all over the fucking place. Uh, you can't even tr- trust your fucking neighbors because your neighbors are like, if you're around my ho- if you're around my house at night, I'm shooting you too. So nobody can be trusted. It's like... Yeah, like nighttime a, is definitely not a time to go wandering around. It's... The... Um, the that fucking scene, man. But there's also like a lot of pre to that, right? Like mm-hmm. the dogs having the reaction... Is pre to that. They, the, they bring um, up the neighbor, not the neighbors. Uh, they bring up like a family of uh, of hoodlums, right? The uh, the Johnson, the Johnson Jeffersons, shit. shit like right. And they come and they come around. Yeah, and those boys. Yeah, 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 the boys around and shit like that. But and then like he says, yeah, but they don't know how to jump up from my roof, right? Because they're talking to the cop. Yeah, bro. It was like and that whole moment where they're like, okay, we're gonna go out there, we're gonna whoop their fucking ass. We're gonna whoop their car. I'm saying angry things. Yeah. <laughs> He's running around. Brilliant, man. And then, like, they don't meet him. The thing jumps over and then lands on the on fucking swing. The yeah. Like, come on, man. And you know, it's, fuck? that movie like, also lets me know that aliens keep, they keep vendettas. For sure. Which is something that I never thought aliens did. I didn't think that aliens were like, oh, you know what? I'm vindictive as fuck. And you cut off my fucking fingers. 
I'm coming to your fucking house. I don't care where the fuck you live at. I think as a species, we need to start thinking that aliens are just as bad, if not worse than us. Like, I think that I would like to see you like should short... not have them on any fucking pedestal whatsoever other than the yeah. little spacecraft. I would, I would like to see around. a short of just that one alien who got his fingers chopped off going back to the spaceship and being like, I need uh, the Johnson's address right now. <laughs> I need his. So what? Why? He says, I need his fucking address right fucking now. So you see this shit? Look at me. Look at fucking me right now. He chopped my fucking fingers off, yo. Bobby, if you don't give me those fucking address, give, give me the coordinates. We don't have it. We don't have it. <laughs> hide it. Hide it. It's not by the cornfield. <laughs> I need those shits right fucking now. I'm going to get this bitch. But I've seen I've seen plenty of... Um, He's like, just hunting them down? You think he was going from house to house to house to house to house to house to find them? Or do you think he got something on them and tagged them? And that's how he found them back to the, the house. the aliens were about to take off. And then he was like, nah, 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 I'm going to stay down. Well, where he went wasn't near his house. It was down by the lake. His house was by yeah, the lake. Yeah, but this also seemed like a town where it wasn't like a lot of houses. Yeah, it was like, a lot it of was like there's miles in between each house. There's really not much, there's not like much to look for. 50 houses tops yeah. in this little neighborhood. Three houses. Dude, I would hate to live in that town and you got to like rush to the hospital. That hospital, you know, is like a 50 fucking mile Everything drive. Everything is like, a fucking uh, It's an hour plus. Uh, it has to yeah. be like a helicopter pickup and like. For sure. For yeah. sure. For um, everything. <laughs> no, but I've seen, I've seen plenty of uh, those like top 10 lists of like scariest scenes. And that scene is always brought up. That's always on every top ten like scariest scene. It's terrifying, man. It's it's a way that we've <laughs> never is. really seen like an alien before. I usually see ghosts like that. Like you'll see like a, a ghost. You see like somebody walking down a hallway, and then in the foreground you see like the the top of a ghost head like this. But like, just take over the camera. But you never see it like. You see the actual figure just But what's walk great across. is that his reaction mm-hmm. is exactly our reaction when we watch these videos on the internet. When we see these videos mm-hmm. and we're by ourselves and the lights are off and we react exactly sure. like how he reacted in the movie. And I think that's the reason why so many people connected to him, like how he reacted. It was like, yeah, no, that's exactly how I look when I'm watching yeah. these scary videos by myself. Yeah, wide-eyed and like glued Watching everything, like seeing, just want to see what the hell is going yeah. on. Bro, they slept in the living room after that. The yeah. whole fucking family slept in the living room. <laughs> yeah, uh. you blame him, man. <laughs> There's no way. And like, but then that speaks a lot to like he he. I will say, M Night Shyamalan when he does it, great. He, he no it. comparison. You cannot. That movie holds its own against a lot of other movies, and it's nowhere near as violent as some of the other ones that it would be in the same category as. You know what I'm saying? Like that's yeah. crazy suspense. No, no, it's 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 beautiful suspense. Like yeah. the way the way he portrayed it was perfect in that movie. Yeah, it was very much uh, a thin line of uh, just a lot of grace. He had a lot of grace. Yeah, and that a lot of uh, from the the accident scene with the wife and all that and all the flashbacks that happened. It all uh, not too many movies are not. It's very lean. It's a very lean movie. There's not. There's yeah, a really no fat no, the, on it. Like, there's yeah, no the, extra the structure was perfect, side man. story bullshit. Yeah. The, like, from Mel Gibson being a former pastor, which which automatically it makes you quit. Like, like, if they were just it, giving you, like, each individual, like, synapses of each character, it's like, okay, oh, this guy, he used to be a, a pastor. You're like, whoa, 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 why is he a pastor? Like, oh, this guy right here, he killed his uh, his wife. 
and uh, he's still alive and he never got no jail time. I'm like, whoa, whoa, why is he? And he said, oh, this is the brother. He used to be a baseball player. He doesn't play anymore because of something. Well, okay, so why is this guy? Why is, what the fuck? You start asking questions like, All this wait? crazy tension like all of, of the, a past event that no longer like even nobody. applies to it. And it's but like, all of these man. after effects, it's, it's, it's crazy. And it's like all of it's about death, but it's also about continuing to live. Very, very uh, yeah. layers. Again, it's one of those movies that has so many layers on the layers on layers. It can stand alone without the fucking aliens. Like right. the movie could be great without the aliens. They just added alien in there just for fucking like as a bonus. Connect, as a bonus, everything. Yeah. yeah, as a bonus. There was no need for aliens. That shit would have just been perfect. Just with his the whole son could have just had an asthma attack without the alien, and exactly. he would have. It would have brought back his his religion again. Yeah, his faith again. It was just oh, the whole shit it was an anomaly. No, yeah. what brought back his religion was all of the things occurring and this one moment that he can't get out of his brain because it was the last yeah. moment they had of his life. What was the line that brought He's, everything like, together? Think about it. I want you to think about uh, this. When he, when he says, uh, swing away. Yeah. He said that was his, that was his She wife. tells, she like said something about the girl, uh, tell her, you know, to always like listen to her brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, she told him to not take everything so serious and it's okay to be funny. And it'll create a cry and everything. Mm-hmm. Tell the brother that uh, did the bat thing to swing away and tell Graham, which is him, to see. And that's what all of the – it just compiled. And so, like, that's what brought him back. It was her having this one exchange with him at the end of her life, which was ramblings of nothing, right? And then him connecting it to all these different events and it being like, oh, this is a message from God. Right? Like this immediately, like – and then the next scene after he saves his kid's life is what? Months later, whatever, him putting on his yeah. uh, Sundays. So you know there's getting no shit going. There, it was in the snow, so then you know there's no aliens. You know, I would like to see a part two of Signs, and, but I know it'll never happen, and I, I don't want him to do it. I don't want M. Night to do it. I would just like to see that. I would <laughs> like to see. What would you want in part two? I'd want all of the characters to come and reprise their roles. Joaquin play his character. Mel play his character. The kids play their characters. Mm-hmm. The sheriff play her everybody, but have the reinvasion. And this time, it's a little a little fucking different. I mean, like nobody survives. Oh, you want people to go? You want everybody to go? No, but they know it waters the the weapon. Yeah, just, just, just water guns, hose. super soakers, just hose them down. Yeah, super soakers. They're dead because yeah. they're not going to come with suits. Super soakers, man. Everybody. This thing unplugging and plugging. Maybe. I gotta Can start, you hear me? Uh, I got to start uh, changing out these cables. But what's the next? Uh, Did anyone think of anything angry? Uh, <clears throat> that piss you off? No, nah, I can't think of anything that pissed me off. Um, you already said Inglorious Bastards, right? Yeah, but that's not really a piss off scene. No, but there was a part in that fucking movie that did piss me off, and it's one of the piece of shit. Um, the the evil character is having is sitting down with the father at the Christoph very beginning, Walsh? like that very first scene of that fucking movie set the tempo and like the, it's like uh what what's that thing where the the dad's taking the kids from the mom because it's his week and it's like uh, he's shocking them into it being his. It's called uh, something. I remember seeing this like meme, but it's basically like, yo, it's like shocking you into this reality of like, hey, whatever you thought was going to happen ain't fucking happening. And like him sitting there and doing the whole thing about the pipe and all this crap. And it's all just leading up to this guy breaking down because I know that they're here. 
because we've searched everywhere. Everything else has already been burnt. This is the only place that we haven't burnt down yet. And now I'm I'm basically stalling, letting you get all this anxiety and all this shit. I was really upset. I was very mad. I was very mad at that character during that scene because I was like, man, it's like if this is a true portrayal, which I'm sure it's somewhat accurate. A lot, a lot of pieces of shit, man. A lot of pieces of shit, and it definitely that scene pisses me off. So an abuse, not power. as in bad, but it like pisses me off. Like, man, it's horrible. Yeah. It's horrible. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. So that scene for me, it definitely pisses me. Every time I see the movie, it pisses me off. But it's the first thing. So you get it out of the way, and the rest of the movie, you can you feel free to hate yeah. that that character yeah, okay. the whole rest I know of the time. Exactly who to hate. I think for me, it was um, I don't know if you if you guys ever saw One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Nurse Ratchet yeah. mm-hmm. is probably the most evil person ever yeah. to be, you know, displayed in a movie. But uh, when she performs that uh, lobotomy, the, abot- the lobotomy on the, lobotomy. Uh, on the poor kid who mm. didn't deserve it. Nope. And she just did it just out of hatred, like just as an example. Yeah. Just to set it the was an example. You know, she was losing control of all the patients. So she wanted to set the example again and then poor- performs the lobotomy. And it was like, damn, dude, that kid died. Done. And he didn't have to. And that's what pushed. Oh, he died. Yeah. yeah. And then that—that's what pushed. Uh, um, Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson to like, all right, I, I now I really need to get the fuck out of here, and he escapes. And for sure, <clears throat> he was mentally uh, ill. Like everyone, don't get it confused. Like he—he—he he, he looks sane and all that. He was insane, dude. No, he. Yeah. No. Yeah. He, he was, played that he played the insanity card and had to like he he was perfectly sane so he wouldn't get jail time he played the insanity card so they were like all right so then if you're insane we got to put you in the asylum and he's just like fuck I'm stuck here and then he ends up like um what's the word he ends up uh conforming to all of that and he's just like all right if I'm going to live here I'm going to live here and then he fucking hates it and that's when he learns about nurse ratchet and everything he's like no nah, this bitch needs to go but he was actually perfectly normal. He didn't have to be there. Mm. And then finally, that's what drives him to get out is when, the, when that lobotomy happens. But doesn't he die? Doesn't his character die? Jack Nicholson? I think he dies, man. It's the Indian that it's the Indian that gets away, right? He gets the, the yes. water fountain yes. and throws it. I think the only one of them get out. Everybody else is uh, Bupkis. Yeah. Yeah. I that fucking movie. No, it's a good movie. Does it's depressing. Nurse, it's a depressing does, movie. Uh, depressing. Nurse like, Ratchet uh, get it in or no? No. No, no, no. She she was, bro, I remember I remember the American Film Institute did one time. It was one of the greatest like television specials. They did the 100 greatest heroes, 100 greatest villains. Bro, she took the number one spot over Darth Vader, uh, fucking Anthony Hopkins in Silence of the Lambs. Well, that's because like bro, she was that evil. Anthony man. Hopkins got away, too. Yeah, but there's some redeemable uh, factors about Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> Over Hannibal Lecter, redeemable? What? He had excellent uh, cuisine taste. What? Yeah, bro. Yeah, you, said you know why? Because uh, what's that? He was Red a gentleman? Dawn? Was it Red? Not Red Dawn. Red what's Dragon? Red Dragon. When you see him as a little kid, they, they made me empathize for him because like no. they were feeding him his his, his, sister. his sister. Yeah. So I, 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 I felt bad for him. Yeah, I didn't feel bad for him for that whole thing. I mean, he didn't have to eat her. You know, he could have just chose death, Pat. Like, that's easy. <laughs> like, that's well, we know what team Patrick's on. Dude, he ate team a guy in the movie Red Dragon for not playing the violin well. <laughs> I know. He chopped off his face and everything, man. He cooked him and f- 
served them to a group of people just because the guy was off a couple notes. <laughs> it was a couple of notes, man. He made the it other guy the eat his own he, face. He made the other guy eat his own face. His own he brain. His own brain. I remember that. He took off a piece of the brain and cooked it and fed it to him. The millionaire guy? That he, where he cut off his nose and all that? No. Oh, no. I know who you're talking about. He that made him eat his own face, yeah. man. Yeah, he made him eat it. Come on. No, yeah. that guy is fucking psycho, eat man. The rich. Let the, eat, let now, the rich to eat be the fair, rich. though, that guy was a piece of shit, too. He was a piece of shit. In the book, he was really bad. He was horrible. He was a horrible person. He was a pedophile. Yeah, he was one of those elites. Okay. Right? He was a pedophile. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Redeemable. Uh, I, I would say that maybe uh, Hannibal Lecter is... A uh, what's that? Where you're not a hero, but you're an anti-hero. Yeah, anti-hero. He's probably like one of the worst anti-heroes. I think that's who he Hannibal had the Lecter falls into. To, to chop off his own hand compared to chopping off uh, what's her name, Julian uh, Moore's. Yeah, Julian the... Moore's character's hand, and he chopped off his own. He chopped his own hand off, and he left. But that never happens in the book. He actually does chop off her hand. Does he really? Yeah, and not only that, she she actually falls in love with him and like goes off with him. Dude, the the movie was so different from the book. That's why it got so many mixed reviews. People were like, "Nah, man, they went rated PG on this. They went Disney uh, on this." The uh, the show that came out later, like recently, oh, way better. It's way better. It's way better, bro. That Hannibal Lecter was amazing. Yeah. That, Scully, that perfect, Scully, I love you. Perfect pick for Hannibal Lecter. She's amazing. Scully. Yeah, Scully. The lady from the X-Files. Oh, that's yeah. Beautiful. Exquisite, right? Like, if you had to pick somebody else other than uh, what would you pair Kate her with? Winslet to play Titanic, with? I'd pick, uh, you know. What, what drink would you pair her with? I don't know. She's a, she's a glass of champagne. Champagne. It's champagne. funny, you guys are thinking champagne. Cause, cause I was thinking tequila, dry. bro. She's dry. I was thinking tequila, man. Get crazy. Some high because more tequila. Yeah. Oh, you mean like what is she? She's probably like a Chardonnay. I think uh not not some Hayek. I think uh Scully's more of a Chardonnay. Or like maybe a Moscato. She's British, so I don't, I don't know what the British drink. Tea. <laughs> Fucking boring Wait, ass. So tea, Pat, did yo. you have anything that made you angry? Uh oof. What movie made me angry? I want to say, I want to say, uh, what you call it? What's that movie? The movie with uh, the movie with um, uh, Denzel Washington and uh, the dude from Ferris Bueller. It was the it was the war movie? Oh, um, fifty four. Glory, glory. That movie. The what about the Civil War? Yeah. <laughs> that one made me mad when when um when what you call it um when I found out that uh which they, that the the guy who was supposed to be supplying all the the shoes and the gear for the people were giving them like uh smaller shoes he was giving them smaller shoes so they can how like, stupid yeah he was doing it just as a joke he said oh I'm just doing it as a joke and then um they what you call it, one of the slaves was like he was shooting real well at the the target range and people were like yeah man he's doing real good he's a real good shooter and then uh the guy from Ferris Bueller was like all right i need you to shoot go ahead shoot again he perfect shot say shoot again but you see that as soon as he shoots his gun he flinches cuz he knows how to shoot he's got great accuracy but like he doesn't know how to shoot when somebody is shooting at him 
So he said, no, I need you to train these guys. So you find out that, no, they're giving them the wrong size gear. And on top of that, they're not even training them like they usually train, like, regular soldiers. So they just want to put them people, like, on the front fucking lines. And then around the end of the movie, you find out that they're basically going to a spot that they're destined to lose at. And rather than being like, no, nah, we're not going to fucking do it, they fucking take that spot, but they lose everybody. It's like that, that fucking... It's a shitty movie. Yeah, that, that movie is shitty, but... Pretty much, it was that one scene. It was that one scene where uh, the guy from Ferris Bueller finds out that all this shit is going on to his soldiers, and it's like he wants to change all this. I just realized another scene that really made me angry: the Green Mile when he doesn't wet the sponge. Oh yeah, dude! Isn't that one of the worst scenes, man? And like, yeah, I feel bro. that. It's something so small, but it's like. If you don't wet that sponge, man, that dude is going to be fucking burning alive, dude. And it's like, it's not going to be able to conduct properly. It doesn't conduct enough um, electricity to, sh- to kill him. So he's burning alive from so inside like, out. And he, like, yeah, it takes him a long, longer to die. Special effects, though, huh? And he, and he fucking did that shit for <laughs> what you call it, right? Was it just for, for shits and giggles? He no, he did it because he's a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's typically the reason why people do most things. Mm-hmm. It's because they're big pieces of fucking pieces shit. shit. We we, we do a countdown. need to stop tolerating these we pieces gotta, of we, shit, man. We have to do a countdown of just pieces of shit in uh, movies. We really, you know what? Yeah. I think that's gonna be a long list because <laughs> there are so many <laughs> pieces of shit, man. Um, I want to see a, a nurse ratchet. Look, I'm gonna take that top list too. Another big piece of shit that don't really nobody really talks about mm. is a Heath Ledger's character in Monsters Ball when he starts throwing up in front of the guy that's taking his last walk. I think I saw that movie once, and I don't remember anything from it. <laughs> I'm gonna you, tell don't, you, the truth. you don't remember that one scene? I'm gonna tell you the truth with uh, Halle Berry. You know what I'm talking about? I've only um, seen that scene. <laughs> <in this scene. laughs> uh, yeah, she's a. That's the only scene that I remember from that movie, man. All right, so now we're going to start moving up uh, the list to... Um, do we want to do something? <laughs> like little schoolgirls. Naughty, naughty. Something that made us laugh or feel happy. Oh, yeah. You want to go first, Josh? For sure. Uh, everybody who hasn't seen this movie, you need to fucking watch it. Wait, did I already talk about... This isn't the Die Hard. This is the train day, right? Uh, which one is it? It's up to you now, bro. <laughs> Something that just made you it just put a smile on your yeah. face. It can be your honestly, or... it's it's the fucking it's the Die Hard. Die Hard. Every time I watch the movie, the whole movie makes me smile because uh, I mean I've seen it a million times, so you already kind of know how it's going to end. Uh, but the 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 more I've watched it over the years, I'm catching different things, um, like when he's coming to uh, to visit his wife in the in the business building. He meets the, uh, the the limousine driver, right? They hit it off. He sits in the front seat instead of sitting in the back. Uh, that's just funny, right? But, like, you wouldn't even do that in a taxi in New York. So I don't know why they had him do that in the movie. So that makes me kind of laugh. To be, he's supposed to be the common man. He's supposed to be, like, one of the Yeah, no people. common man. If I'm getting a fucking limo, I'm not sitting in the front with the driver. You know what I'm saying? Be, that's, what, that's why you're not John McClane, bro. I'm not John McClane. Uh, <laughs> then the the scene that always makes me laugh in that movie is when he's in the uh, AC vents and he's trying to get around yeah. everybody, and he starts talking to himself after he uh, talked to somebody on the radio. Was it on the radio? He he just got done talking shit, I think, and then he goes to, back to what he was doing, which is slinking through this tight uh, little AC vent. 
and he has a light on. He's like, yeah, come down to the, come down to the coast, have some margaritas, we'll go out to the beach. Blah, blah, blah. And he's like, no, I'm fucking climbing through this, <laughs> this crazy ass event, you know? And like, no wonder his wife divorced him, man. Like, no wonder. She was doing great things over in California, okay? She was doing that, dude. Six months, okay? I don't care what anybody She says. got, like, in six months from she going to California, she got to, like, VP of the fucking, uh, of, the, of the company. Mm-hmm. And McLean, John McLean, this excellent cop, has been over in New York for however many years, and he's only a sergeant. You dig what I'm saying? There's, there's a lot, man. There's a lot. And like, yeah, but there's a reason why he's that he's a sergeant. And the limo guy called him out on it. On the, like all this shit, all this luggage gets unloaded in the first like five minutes of watching the movie. The limo guy cuts through everything. He's like, all right, so you basically are coming over here because you're apologizing for not coming over here beginning when she first came over here six months ago. And why'd you stay over there in New York? He's like, oh, you know, I had things, had all these cases, I got to get closed, all these bad guys. And he's like, nah, more like you're like hedging your bets. She probably wasn't going to do good over here in California. Now you're having to come here to basically let her know that, hey, you know, he's like, no, you know, it's a little, a little more complicated than that. But no, that's like legit the, the, the thing. Point. Yeah. It's it's so like cut through it. So when he's having the conversation with her in the office, she's like slowly trying to figure out how to tell him I want a divorce. It never really happens, though. She just kind of brings it up, like, hey, you know, we've already been separated for so long. Let's just kind of keep it going. Like, and then she gets pulled. Like, just before they have that moment where he's kind of coming to grips, she's coming to grips, like, yeah, you know what? I'm better off without you. And he's like, no, I want you to, I want us to be together. She gets called away because she has to go talk to the troops. Like, she's a person that is, is like valued in the company. And Mm -hmm. he's just some random cop. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, before this event, he was nobody, dude. Nobody. He was literally uh, just a B cop. Yeah, and then like he talks to, uh, you know, uh, what was his name? Winslow. You know what I mean? <laughs> the cop mm-hmm. from um, that and that that whole conversation. And he tells him, "Yeah, you know, I, I shot a kid when I was on patrol." And then at the end of the movie, he like you know wins back his whatever manhood because he shoots the bad guy at yeah, the time. Yeah, shoots the bad guy. Yeah, it was brilliant, man. Uh, the, but yeah, the, the whole thing that makes me laugh always is the utter sarcasm and uh, upbeat personality yeah, of McLean, man. That was supposed to be his uh, his last chance to save his marriage, him going to California. Yeah, and he saved it up until, uh, you know, part two. Uh, no, nah, not until part two. It's part three. Is it part three it when they're part done? Part three when um, <laughs> what you call it? Uh, Samuel Samuel Jackson said that you should call her. He was telling her. He was telling him, "Yo, you should call her. You should call your wife. You should make it up. Me and my wife, we go through fights all the time." And then when he calls her on the payphone, he realizes uh, that oh, this motherfucker is still alive, and I can go get him. So he leaves her on the hook. Wait, but what scene? What scene specifically made you like? It's the the, the crawling through the, the crawling the through that, yeah. and then also when he fucks up his feet on the glass. That also makes me laugh every time. Not that it's painful. It's just like you're you're waiting for it. That's literally what you're waiting for up to that point. Then he's just walking around in bloody feet with glass, man. It was a great. He scene, tapes man. up his feet with tape, dude. Bro, you never see so before then. You never see heroes without shoes. And I want you to think, like, he still, he had all this bad shit happen to him, and he still killed all these guys off. So imagine if he was able to do that. With shoes on? 100%. You know what I mean? Like, if he was, like, all loaded up, like, he would have been fine, man. 
these have, guys. Have it would have document- been a half an hour. Have you seen the, a whole evening. the documentary about that movie? The movies that made us on Netflix? No. It's a great fucking documentary, it. man. It's a great one, bro. They they show you how like they uh Hollywood didn't want what the studios, they didn't want that guy. They didn't want um Bruce, yeah, Willis. Bruce Willis to be the action hero. The action hero. Because you know, he was from a TV show. They didn't want him, and on top of that, he didn't look like the typical action hero. He didn't look like uh, <laughs> he did great, man. He didn't look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. He didn't look like uh, right uh, Sylvester, Sylvester Stallone and all those guys. He didn't look like any of those guys. So it was like, why? Why are you guys getting this this average Joe guy who doesn't even have any muscles to play the the action hero? And you know what? I bet you the AC event was only to prove to them that hey. Our guy doesn't need to be all crazy ripped because there would been no way he would be able to fit to this little tiny AC vent. Bro. I bet you that shit was put in the, there just the, to kind the of rub it. Back in the day, never, in the face. never spoke like he did. Like the, the, the quips that he used to come out with, like the, the Yibi Kaye motherfucker, all that other kind of stuff. Because he was calling that him cowboy. That was another thing. He was going, oh, yeah, whatever, cowboy. Yeah, He's like, Yibi Kaye motherfucker. That like, never happened. So, so great. The, the the fact that he was like the blueprint for all these fucking like uh, all these action movies that we have now, I think that if that movie didn't exist, we wouldn't even have like um, Bad Boys. Bad Boys wouldn't been around. Wouldn't have uh, Bad Boys. Probably wouldn't have a form of Deadpool because this was around before Deadpool was even a thing. Yeah. And like, if I have never heard of like more little fast quips, mm-hmm. the only person I can also think about now is like Deadpool's the other one that has like yeah. the moment he's talking shit to him, he's shutting him back. No lethal weapon. No lethal weapon. Absolutely. Renegade cop. No way. No way. Hills cop. I don't think we would have had that movie. No Beverly Hills cop. No, I don't think we would have had that movie. Fuck. There's so many good cop movies. There's there's a whole bunch of cop movies that Robocop, dude. No way. No, we'd have Robocop. No way, bro. He is. He is like. That's another movie that makes fun of Dead or um, Alive. You're coming with that me. That makes fun of like military, but people don't see it that way. That those little uh, those commercials that he that he has in the middle where it says, <laughs> yes. "I joined the military," and shit, all that stuff is supposed to be making fun of the military and all the propaganda. But people, when they watch it, they think that it's just part of it. Like it's like, yeah, this is this is what uh, this is what it is. Which, yeah, the, I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> I'd buy all those things for a dollar. <laughs> Everything he's talking about. All right, uh, I'm gonna go with my super my movie for that that uh, sparks uh, joy to me, and it's uh, the scene from Superbad where uh, Michael Sierra is uh, is in a in a house to mm-hmm. steal uh, some alcohol. And he's a in a bunch room. of beer. They were there to steal a bunch of beer, not yeah. just some alcohol, man. They were trying to steal beer, a, a bunch of beer, fucking vodka, everything they could get their hands on. And right? he gets trapped in a room with people who are <laughs> they they're, they're they're not there for alcohol. They're they're taking bumps. I think that that group that he stumbled into. I think those are like the core group that got the party together. So I think he like accidentally stepped into like a boss ring. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're kind of just mucking your way through the mansion. All of a sudden, boom, you're Bro, in the he, fucking area where all the bosses are hanging out, yeah. having their fucking bumps or whatever and drinking their they're, whiskey. They're like, holy bumps. shit. I did not mean to come in here. Yeah, I can get the fuck out of here. They're taking bumps in this fucking – in this room. And uh, Michael Sierra, like he tries to walk out while they're walking in, but you know they're blocking the door. So he <laughs> hugs the corner <laughs> and then he looks around and then – as everybody's just talking, like, man, I can't believe that she's fucking here kind of shit. I can't believe that he's here kind of stuff. They're like, who the fuck is this guy? He turns around like he's on the phone. I totally forgot about that. He turns around, oh, <laughs> who, me? And he doesn't say anything. He's just like, you know, he just has a smile on his face like, 
come on. <laughs> and they said, oh, that's, um, what's the fucking shit? I, I, somebody in the, the, somebody, they said that it's, oh, it's that, uh, it's something, it's so-and-so's brother from uh, Arizona. Say, yeah, he's the one who could sing. And these people are now, they's, now they're zooted. Because now they're taking bumps. They say, come on, man. You want to sing for us? So you came. You said, my, my, I got my cousin here from what you call it. And you're not going to sing for him? He said, come on, sing for us. And the guy says, like a bird. And that shit right there always makes me fucking laugh. Just the fact that this guy only has one line in the whole fucking movie. And his line is like, <laughs> like a bird. <laughs> Just so he can add to the fucking conversation. But there's, they also put a lot of pressure on him because the guy that's standing closest to him puts his arm around him. <laughs> he gets really close to his In face, the headlock, like, yeah. Sing. Bro, it's like a bird. Bro, it is so fucking aggressive, <laughs> dog. It's like it's not even a like a like a casual like a hey, this is my buddy. It's like a you're not gonna sing for us, and everybody is like woo. And the dude who just took the bump is like, yeah. <laughs> he does that fucking like yeah. <laughs> noise, bro. If I was in that situation, you oh, sing like a motherfucker, <laughs> would you sing not? Like a fucking bird. <laughs> but the, you know the song option of what he sang was so fucking funny because the people were they were adding to it. And he gets to a point in the song that he doesn't know the lyrics. He said, these eyes, these eyes, I don't know. Will you? Will you? <laughs> and then there's a fight, bro. The whole thing, I just remember being in the movie theater, just, I was in fucking tears, dog, this whole shit. And then the lore continues because the the fight breaks out. And he's like, yo, what's the name of this fight, somebody? And then I guess somebody hits Michael Sierra. He's like, yo, you hit the guy from Arizona. And they fucking start tagging the other dude who hit, bro. It's like the lore of this guy being somebody's <laughs> brother from Arizona is fucking hilarious as fuck, man. It's... But he was never him. He's never him. It wasn't him. It wasn't him. He's a random kid. He's a random kid just stumbled into this fucking bar or the party. Um, that movie is funny. And on top of that, yeah. uh, what you call it? Um, it's priceless. What's the other guy's name? Jonah Hill. The fact that he emptied out a laundry detergent to put alcohol in it. And when they were drinking it at the party, you could still see that there was li- there was still like a residue of resident. laundry detergent People in were it. saying that it tasted like it. They were like, yo, I could... It tastes like soap, bro. But and they didn't care. They were like, Wait. "That's it." I was just thinking, like, yo, if I was in high school, I wouldn't give a fuck. Like, bro, he couldn't have washed it out, though, man. Come on, you have no time. Let's do some planning, buddy. Nah, There's dude, no that takes a while, bro. <laughs> a fucking tub that big of detergent. You're right. You're gonna drain it a out. You have to rinse it out. You have to rinse it out like 18 times to get rid of that fucking bro, taste. There's no. There's no. Those those kids are sick, man. Definitely some food poisoning shit. Poison control needs to be called. Um, okay, so I don't know if I'm mixing this movie. like Because the scene you're talking about mm. is also right after a scene I love. Mm. It's when Jonah Hill starts dancing with that chick. That and she starts course. having the the incident yeah. with the blood on the pant leg. That's, that's before this scene, and the the fight is beat. It was caused by Jonah Hill because the guy was like, "You over here dancing with my girl?" He says and uh, and what you call it? The guy says, "He said, no, what are you talking about?" He said, "What the fuck is this stain?" He said, oh, "I don't know what the fuck it is. You think she 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 period blooded on me and shit?" So you dance with my girl, and then Jonah Hill start getting into a fight, and then the fight spills out into this fucking room. And then, the, like, oh my god, man! Then the cops are called. I think McLovin was in the Absolute car. Absolute havoc, the car. havoc, was, man! 
Dude, the only reason why they were there was because of the the old dude from uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Like he hit them with the car. Yeah. yeah, and they went to that party, and that guy wasn't even supposed to be at that fucking party. Yeah. That's the guy who they hate. <laughs> he was at the party, and that was another reason why they started a fight. Dude, the movie is genius, man. It's it's like it's it's one of those movies that is like. It's so good that a person who doesn't live who who hasn't lived this life couldn't write it. It had to be like uh this, Well, this I think for sure everybody's possibly had a little bit of blood on their gene. Blood Have on we their not genes. all? I don't that, know about the when detergent that when that happened alcohol. in the movie, I was like, holy shit. Well, alcohol kills everything. Holy shit. Talk about something that nobody really talks about. They got it on on film. Like that's that's a average part I think of life. And being a teenager and kind of going to these parties that it's possibly going to happen to you, right? I think it's happened to everybody. Got a little bit of, you know, period blood on their pant leg from dancing a little too rough. But the but I think it's also the extreme of, like, what are you willing to go through just to hopefully lose your virginity? <laughs> Everything. At a party. Like, the fact that they Everything. went through all this hell because potentially there would be a girl drunk enough to sleep with one of them. With one of them. They that desperation of like, no, 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 we have to fucking get this alcohol. We have um, to get yeah. to the party. What movie do you prefer? American Pie or um, Superbad? Superbad. Superbad. All day. Superbad. Superbad, right? Superbad yeah. over all those American Pies. Agreed. Over every single American Pie. Uh, American Pie, you watch it now, cringe. Yeah. Yeah, like, wow, like, the fuck? How is this funny? Was it funny then? It was funny then. I think, I think it was more like, <gasps> like a, oh my God. You know, they're fucking up high. Like, it, it, it was more, like, shock and awe than actual funny. Because you ask people, like, I think Superbad gets mentioned when it comes to, like, funniest movies. Yeah. I rarely hear people mention American Pie. Yeah. Yeah, and how American Pie was a few a few years younger than uh Well, that shit came out Superbad, in 1999, right? I think. Damn, I think the, the 1900s? Yeah. Holy <laughs> shit, yeah, man. I think well, Superbad came out, what, 2007? Yeah. Yeah. Wow, so almost like 10 plus years after. It's totally different. Well, that, Younger that, kids. Yeah, younger, younger kids. kids. But that's, that's the thing with comedy. That's why comedy is so subjective. It changes every decade. Like it's yeah. – there was a time when like slapstick was the thing, physical comedy. Then it got into awkward silences and cringy moments and, you know, the Judd Up Apatow generation and yeah. it changes. Yeah, came out in 99. Damn. Yeah, it came out in 99. God, America was crazy back then, man. Look at the shit that we thought the was 90, funny. Bro, the fact that we had – Girls Cocaine and steroids, man. We had girls gone wild that would that would show infomercials late at night on any fucking channel. You could be watching TNT, uh, TBS, USA. UPN, girls gone wild, and it would show them shits like one o'clock in the morning. Bye. That was like like the standard, that was that bro. was that was porn. Yeah, was they watching showed, those infomercials. They were watching those infomercials, man, and it was random girls that would just like. Show off their tops and stuff. So what's like. up with that? Why was that okay back then? It wasn't, it wasn't okay. okay. <laughs> it wasn't okay, but it was still okay. It was being shown. Yeah, then it got canceled immediately. Yeah, and then that guy got some jail time. 2007 when the no, no, Wait, did up. you guys ever buy any of those horrible DVDs? No, never bought You did. Yes, I did. Did you really? Yeah, for sure. But it was trash, man. Some weird softcore crap. It's horrible. Ugh. 
I think about it now, I'm like, yeah, oh my that's god, the thing that's that bad, I hated man. About, I, I hated about bad, uh, bad, bad about that shit. Like, from what I remember, right? I remember like my brothers telling me that he used to go to Freak Nick and shit like that, mm-hmm. and crazy shit used to happen, but nobody recorded anything because respect. nobody had not respect because they didn't have phones and stuff. <laughs> respect <laughs> for the actors. Yeah, nobody, nobody had like there'd be random girls who just like they're showing their ass and just doing that shit, and you would see it, and then like, okay, cool, I saw it. It is what it is, kind of stuff. But nobody would record, nobody trying to make a profit out of it or anything like that. But it's it's something that goes like, if you go to these uh, events, if you go to like Mardi Gras and stuff like that, people are going to expose themselves and they're going to show you stuff. And I'm not going to record it. I'm just going to see it for what it is. I'm, and even if I like do record it, it's not, I'm not going to show anybody. It's, it's, it's mine. Like usually, I'm just I see what I with my eyes and all right, I'm good. I see you next year. Next year, I'm going to come back over here. And I still, it's like one of those, like, yo, I, people who go to those events, I pay to go see the, to see the sites. And I'm just going to explain to people at my house, like, yo, man, you got to pay. That's the only way. You got to go over there and you just got to go, like, and enjoy seeing it. I'm not going to try to make a profit out of it. It's just like one of those places that you just have to go to. If you want to see some debauchery, go to the debauchery. Don't bring the debauchery back to your house because right. that's when it starts to get a little messy. And I just don't understand that shit, man. So we're going to go to New Orleans, do Mardi Gras? I want to do Fantasy Fest, mm-hmm. Key West. It's closer. Okay, let's do it. When is it happening? October. What? Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's a month away. That's nothing. That's great. What's uh, your what's your uh, movie that you're gonna pick? So there were two movies, uh, but it was between like happy and excited. So something that just made me feel good was the ending of Train Spotting. Train Spotting for those who have never seen that movie, dude, it's a dark movie to uh-huh. sit through. A uh, lot of painful moments, a lot of like disgusting moments, and then all of a sudden at the end. This guy decides to go clean and get away from the group. And he realizes, like, not only did the drugs ruin my life, the people who I thought were my friends were also bringing me down. So they weren't really my friends. So he decides to escape the situation. He steals the money that they just conned. And there's this beautiful monologue at the end of the movie. In the beginning of the movie, he's like, you know, you guys want to all live your lives. Like, you want the big backyard and the the big house and... You know, like, fuck all that. Like, that's not all real. But then at the end of the movie, he's like, no, I do want those things. It's the mature thing to do. This is how you got to live your life. Like, those things exist for a reason. Like, that's the goal is to live that, you know, that life. And this beautiful song plays in the background. He walks off into the sunset. And I think it was, like, the perfect ending uh, to that movie. That that ending always puts a smile on my face. And then it was between that and the ending of Slumdog Millionaire where the kid actually does win a million dollars. He wins it fairly, doesn't cheat. He knows the answers to all the questions because it's a reflection of his life. He gets with the girl. There's a beautiful, like, Bollywood scene in the end. Those those two movies, to me, are like a tie when it comes to, to movies um, that, you know, just make you feel good. Like, you can't... It's hard not to feel good. Yeah. The thing about Slumdog Millionaire is that there was a torture scene in that movie. Yeah. And it was them torturing him just to see if he was... If like, he was cheating or if not. If he was cheating or not. And they, they didn't believe him. And I was like, is that what they would do? Like, would they really just, like, torture him just to see what they were... Well, this is... A, a slum, this is... <laughs> who wants to be a millionaire but not in America? Yeah. 
because I know that that's when, <laughs> that's when I really learned oh, about the, shit. that's when I really learned about oh, the, like, shit. The, the the class the class divide and like uh, in, some life of pie shit because right? it's like there's no there's no possibility of like growth in there it's like if you're born here you're gonna you're gonna die here there's it's no a, it's a class cast system and you know what's crazy both of those movies were directed by the same director Danny Boyle mm. same guy that did 28 Days Later wow dude's got Sunshine. class man he's classy he also did Sunshine mm. the Steve Jobs movie He's also, I heard that he's doing another uh, 28 Days Later, 28. Yeah, he's actually, he's playing years. around, he's playing around with uh, hopefully bringing back, yeah. Is it 28 years no later? Way. I think so, yeah, 28 years later, yeah. Yeah, it's supposed to be years He's going to have, um. He might bring back Killian Murphy. No Killian Murphy. shit. Yeah. Dude, I remember when they did that fucking, hmm. uh, for that movie, I remember when they, they did the, the Streets of London, <laughs> and I saw crazy. the behind the scenes, and... How they like had to to block off the streets, but some of the streets they couldn't block off. So that for was like for, a minute, yeah, it was. Yeah, and but they there's some of the streets they couldn't block off. So like the streets that are in the back, they had to like. Uh, that was the first time they ever did like roller scoping and shit like that to like take out the cars and shit. And I was like roller scoping, <laughs> just trying to figure out what the and fuck to, is that and about. And to really make it feel desolate, like they could only afford to like block off one street. So what they did was. He bought a bunch of really cheap digital, like shitty cameras. Wow. And got like 20 different angles of the same street to make it feel like, oh, the whole city Crazy. is abandoned. That's when really awesome. it was just one street. And he just got so many different angles of that one street. He made it feel bigger than it really it was, was. It was amazing. That's fucking brilliant. Mm-hmm. That fucking movie is crazy. Yeah. He was supposed to direct uh, this last James Bond movie and he left the project for Creative Differences. It's always that's the that's the lead excuse. I want to see somebody use that excuse for non-film related shit. Like, oh, why'd you break up with this girl? Fuck, creative differences. <laughs> <laughs> just, just throw that shit out there. Like, ah, got you, got you, got you. Because people usually don't question when they say that. Like, ah, okay, I get it, I get it. Creative differences. And then what that. about you, Pat? Already, already said mine's uh, super bad. Oh, so, oh, oh yeah. The the. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're gonna go with. Um, What's the last category? Just go with your next movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, because that's the thing. I don't know if we wanted to end with happy. I used happy ending of train spotting excited, yeah. but also happy with Slumdog Millionaire. But I don't know if that's the same emotion. If that's I think the... it is. It's kind of because I know train spotting was. I really enjoyed that ending. And on top of that, that song. I think that song outlasts the movie for me. I think I still have that shit on my Spotify. So and when it pops up, I'm like, yeah, I don't stop. That's a long ass song, dude. It is. That shit's like seven and a half minutes long. It is long. It is a fucking long song. All right, I'm throwing a curveball. Go ahead. Uh, Vanilla Sky at the end, he wakes up. That's one of my happy happy moments. When you're happy, because when you realize that, oh, it's all dream. It's actually a simulation thing. He was living a fantasy, and he's waking up to a new. Uh, reality, I thought that was pretty cool, especially because he lived a pretty charmed life in his dream, banged a lot of hot ladies. He That's where you was terrorized quite a bit, but he was kind of he was kind of do that shit. I feel like all of that was kind of like his own subconscious kind of setting him straight before he goes on to live this another uh, this next life. Yeah, I like that movie a lot. I actually love that movie. Yeah, thanks, Cameron Diaz. 
That's the. I thought that was sad because um, the whole thing about like the person who was explaining to him says, um, "All your your millions, you don't have that much left. You, mm-hmm. see, you probably have enough million dollars. You, you probably have enough to get your your face fixed, but after that, you'll probably be broke. So you can stay here and live your live out your life in uh, in the dream, or you can go back into reality and you know just be broke." But you know your face will be fixed, or you can not fix your face and then just have your money. And then he went out. I was like, "Damn!" No, why would you want to stay in the video game? And like that, he was pretty set, dead set, determined that he's gonna meet what's her face in another life as cats. Did he really say that? Maybe I missed the wrong movie. Did Vanilla you watch Sky, the European version. No, uh, it's with uh, what's oh. that chick's name? The Cruises. The Cruise Tom chick. Cruise and uh, Penelope. Yeah, uh, she her character tells him that uh, at one of the later points. Why would she want to meet we'll somebody meet, as a cat? It's supposed to be like some kind of romantic brush off of like, I don't want to fuck you right now type of thing. When cats, because he was all about trying to get that uh, that fun stuff. Yeah. You can't love she the was one like, no. that you want, love the one no, you want. No, sorry. Because she realized that he's a man that gets what he wants when he wants it. And he plays these games because he knows he's like attractive and a millionaire and all this stuff. And women just flock to him. So she wasn't going to do that. She plays like the very, very soft, hard get. And then he ends up having a great night. And uh, they fall in love over one conversation. Or at least he falls in love with her over the conversation. She doesn't necessarily fall in love with him. But that's what he interpreted in his brain. It's pretty good. And Cameron Diaz, her, she does a great job in that movie. She plays a great she job. She does great. Crazy. She does great. Uh, like when I saw the movie, I was like, "Damn, <laughs> whoa!" But it did it or did it not perspective put in perspective for you if you didn't think about it already? What kind of uh, degree some women might take certain sexual exchanges, right? Well, I mean, people see sexual changes at different things. They I don't might know. take it personal. When she's like yelling at him, she's like, you. I let you come in my mouth. Yeah. Like, whoa, okay. <laughs> All right. Like this is when she said that, it took it to like a whole a whole nother level. Cause then you're like, Oh, okay. So, well, now that's more that's driving. something to you. Okay. See, yes. that's what he was it was crazy. That whole fucking scene. And it was intimidating. It's very scary. Yeah, that movie was scary. He was losing his mind. And they also, <laughs> which got blocked off uh, a street in that movie. Yeah. They blocked off uh, Times, Times Square. Where he goes? Where he goes running down. Yeah. Again, in another movie. I remember that shit. I remember when Vanilla Sky came out and he was on uh, MTV TRL talking about that shit. And the movie that's in, or the song that's in that movie, as one of the uh, the final ones, it's a it's an it's a foreign artist. I don't remember the name, but oh, damn, it's I fucking do, great. I do remember that there was an iconic song that was in that movie, but I don't remember. Really, really good it. song. I don't remember. It Is either, it Return but. to Innocence? Oh yeah. <laughs> Why do you do that? That might so be well? it. Dude. It does it so well. That might be it. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that was the song that might uh, be it, Every man. late night uh, infomercial <laughs> about Oh, buy this album And 
the greatest uh, songs to like meditate to. And we also have Enya. Enya. Oh shit, man! Oh my god, man! This is one of my favorite movies. And you know what? Uh, Penelope Cruz's nose, it doesn't look that big in this movie. What the hell does that got to do with anything? <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I, never, I never paid attention to that. Why it's not that, that big. You know, in this movie, it's not that big. What, what, have you, you, seen, her, have you seen her recently? She got a big nose? Yikes, bro. Oh, my God. Yikes. Somebody quick put an ad up on that thing, on, on that schnoz. <laughs> I haven't seen her recently. But honestly, she's a beautiful woman. What are you over here talking about her nose for? I can't, I can't talk about a woman's nose like it's something bad. I don't know. They talk about men's feet like it's something bad. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm talking shit. And the camera's off. I don't even know why I keep looking at the fucking camera. Do you look at the camera often? Oh, wait, uh, huh? Just when I see that Kevin's moving it, I sometimes look. Oh, Shooter Rose. I love Shooter Rose. Brilliant. It's called the Nothing Song. Bro, I'm telling you now, that is a shitty song for sure, Rose. <laughs> I'm gonna. The thing is, is like every time I try to look for uh, my favorite song, it gets for better. Rose, they have a, they have a, 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 a none of this shit's got lyrics. Like it doesn't have any titles on the on the actual thing. Something to be said about that little uh, riff. It's fucking pretty, isn't it? Just like Penelope's nose. That, that sounded identical to what Patrick said. No, nah, that's not the Did same not? song. Return to Innocence? You know what song that is. <laughs> Return to Innocence. Who are you? Dennis! The name of the artist is Enigma. <laughs> is the name of the song Return to Innocence? Yeah. What the fuck This is that fucking song they play at every <laughs> midnight infomercial, man. It was like the, I don't know why I picture like Spring the water. cover of this album was like the Illuminati symbol. It was like an eyeball with like the oh. pyramid <laughs> <laughs> and like trees and like a rainbow and like a prism. I see that shit perfectly. That is, that yeah. is exactly And a crystal unicorn. Yeah. Dude, oh my God, man. Do y'all remember, like, if you had uh, Windows in the 2000s, like, I'm talking about 1999. Windows in the 90s, 98. Yeah. But if you played music, they had, like, some type of trippy fucking music, like, shit that was good. Yes. <laughs> like, if you put that shit in big screen. Yeah, like, just, uh, like a kaleidoscope of yeah, bro, uh, shapes. I, and I shit. wasn't tripping back then, you know? But if I was, man, <laughs> that would be on repeat, screen. dude. Bro, on repeat. That'll be the song. That'll be the thing that'll be playing. Oh, my God, bro. It was crazy times, man. Again, the, but those are simple things. <laughs> very, very simple. It's like music and a, uh, a little algorithm thing to show yeah. sound waves. That's it. Simple. And it was like, whoa. I'm, I'm, 
I think it would. St- I think we could still hypnotize people with that kind of stuff now. Just Patrick, play that shit in the back. Oh my yep. god! Cool trippy. Uh, I'm trying to think of other music like that, but Return to Innocence. I think it's. It, I think it would be harder to hypnotize people now because people, as time passes, people have shorter attention spans. Yeah, that's why TikTok has become so big because mm. after five seconds, people are like, "All right, I'm not interested in this." What's next? So you try to hypnotize, they're like, "No," and they walk away. They're just saying, no, I'm good. But yet they'll stay on the fucking app for hours. Right. They'll stay on the app for hours, but it's because it's changing every five seconds. But to stay on one thing for over a minute, they're like, no. Uh, mm, Damn, that's interesting. Dude, there's all. Yeah, no, you're right. No, but there's, bro, there's tutorials on how to make a video go viral. Like, if you don't get your point across in the first five seconds if you don't show this in the first 10 seconds if you don't it's like they, they so that's the majority of the population they, they, is five they, second little fucking insects yeah no i think our that's our, crazy our man have dude gone from 30 30 seconds to 15 seconds uh, what started it all was fucking vine vine broke the code they were like dude we're making five second videos and people are loving it yeah mm. it sucks but it is what it is man Welcome to the future. I think I think we're gonna go back because uh, there was this thing that was telling me that uh, uh, that what what happened what's happening now is that uh, children who are growing who are, who are going through like middle school and high school are going through a a slowdown uh, growth. You know, like how when we went to school, we were trying to like try everything. I want to try everything and get the fuck out of there and just be out in the world but now kids are like slowing down and they're like no 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 i want to be a kid i want to i want to do what kids do i want to do these kind of things i'm not trying to do all this other kind of stuff i'm not trying to do all they're trying they're slowly becoming adults rather than what we're trying to do we're just becoming adults and then as adults we're like there's certain things that i didn't get as a child that i'm still just going to bring into my adult life kind of shit which is like hmm. it's uh it's, i forgot what the, the name of it it's um so the kids are trying to stay kids they're trying to stay no they're trying to stay kids they're trying to grow slow rather than being like i'm just going to try to be an adult and just get out there i'm just gonna w- what age i am now i'm just going to, to live my life as i am they're living hmm. more in the present rather than us just like where we're, we were going like fast yeah we, we were fast <laughs> Which which is usually when people say that kind of shit like oh you're fast you're fast which is a a derogatory term for like you know like little girls who are like uh, provocative <laughs> but I mean we were all fast as little kids mm-hmm. I mean how many how many like uh, like parties did you go to that you were like booty dancing or hunching bro if you didn't hunch it wasn't really a party it wasn't not was the hell was Uncle Luke, man, he put me through a lot of like good times, man, hard times. He gave me. It was, it was. Well, I hope kids are still doing it now. Uh, I just don't think we're hearing about it, you know. Yeah. But I mean, back then, parents didn't really hear about the crazy shit the kids were getting into. <laughs> so same thing. Yeah, my parents still don't know. I'm like, I got into a car accident in high school, crashed into a house. Not me, wasn't driving. But was with my friends and 
motherfucker crashed into a front <laughs> front of somebody's house. Holy shit. Uh, hit the fucking like you know how like people have like the little garden thing like this? Yeah. Hit that shit. Damn. Back that shit up. Grass. Dog, really? It was a scary oh time. Oh my god, man. I just remember being in the backseat like, oh no, oh <laughs> The roads were wet. Bro, it was it was scary as fuck, man. That's what happens, Even man. to the end of the block, and I just remember like... Shaking? Bro, terrified, dog. I was like, I want to get out. I want to get out of the fucking car and just like, just run the fucking school, man. That's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got in an accident. Um, my friend was driving. He was... Uh, it was like a little red piece of shit car, and there was another friend that had one of those uh, Toyota Celicas, the the early like 2000 whatevers, mm. and it ended up hitting. He ended up rear-ending the car that I was in with my friend, and then my friend that was driving, they were playing car games, whatever the fuck that means, right? But he was brake checking him, and I guess he wasn't paying oh, attention. Okay. I know what that is. Slam, dude. Slam oh, hard, like bro. Like, um, his... Yeah, I can use his name. Nick. Nick's car <laughs> ended up going up on top of um, Jonathan's... Uh, it sat on top of his engine. So Nick was like, well, fuck this. He drove off, dude. Like, yo, he drove off and drove home, bro. I had to walk home. I live, like, miles away from where Nick was, but his car was barely making to his house, man. And he left Jonathan there. He told Jonathan, he's like, hey, dude, I'll call you later, all right? Because <laughs> he's like, no, no, I can't I can't be caught here because the car, all of these excuses came out of the woodwork. I'm like, dude, you're going to leave him? What is he going to say? Is it a hit and run? He's like, yeah, tell him it's a hit and run. And he's like, but tell him it's a different car, different people. Tell him it's a bunch of white boys in a black car. And they just drove off. And he's like, he's like, all right, man. Huh? I guess so. I don't know. I never talked about it to either one of them. That was like one of the last times I was hanging out with both of them. Although, hey, if you guys listen to this ever, I hope you both are doing great, and I hope you threw away that fucking Celica. It was a piece of shit. It was too heavy. <clears throat> the Celicas were heavy as fuck. Um, oh, my God, dude. But yeah, man, yeah, that was crazy. You ever had no car accident when you were in high school? With stupid-ass friends? School, no. no? Oh, I, mean, I didn't even have a car in high school. Well, I didn't have a car. Neither did I. Oh, what you call it? <laughs> Fucking Calvin, who was on the podcast, right? This motherfucker had a Bronco. Awesome, dog. Awesome. And he used to go off-road and buy him uh, awesome. a like airport. This motherfucker, like, he, he went off-road once, right? And I was in... Oh, I was in the back seat. And what you call it? I was uh, trying to go to the front seat. He drove. He was like, yeah, just jump into to the, to the front seat. I was like, all right, cool. I put my foot over like this. This motherfucker drove. Oh, went off-roading. Dude, my back hit the roof. Oh, I went into the passenger seat upside down like this. And when I was upside down, he went over another hump. Boom. I took air, dog. And I hit the ground again. Boom. And he's over here laughing like, I'm like, dude, my neck. I say, my, yo, my neck. I fucking hurt, dog. I fucking hurt. And they're still laughing. And they say, oh, yeah, your ass put the tape into the tape, <laughs> the tape deck. And the music was playing and shit like that, dog. And I'm like, man, let me get the fuck. I think I couldn't get out. So I had to open the door and fall out of the fucking car, dog. 
Yeah, man, Broncos ain't no joke, man. The old school Bronco. He fucked that shit up, man. Like he he rolled that shit into the dirt, dog. Like <laughs> a couple of weeks later, like I'm he sure. was he was still doing that off road shit thing in that his car. His car wasn't even souped up. He just like oh, it's a regular ass Bronco. Regular ass Bronco. His fucking axe, his axle, he broke, and then he didn't have a car anymore. But to me, I was like, that's fucking justice, dude, because. <laughs> I got dropped to my head fucking twice, dude. <laughs> fucking twice, man. It was... And he didn't... I mean, it was funny, man, but still. But at the time, I thought I was going to die, dude. That second time that I took air... <laughs> <laughs> book bag on my back and everything, dog. I took the bus after that. After that, I was like, nah, I'm just going to take the bus home. It was one of those old school Broncos, right? Yeah, dude. It like, like, it was like lifted without away. being lifted. The one, the one that OJ right. got away with. That was the one. Yeah, Justin had one of those, Bro, it was too. the same one. White, too. It was white fucking... It was white? white Bro, he's trying to get fucking shot, man. <laughs> white Bronco. Oh, my God, bro. It was, it was good times, man. You know? I, I would never do that shit nowadays. I'll probably break something. But uh, that's been our episode, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I've been Pat. This is Kev. This is Josh. We've been us, and y'all be y'all. Hope everybody had a ball. Catch you next week. Peace.